This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A very good evening. Sorry we're slightly late in starting, but we have got an absolutely jam-packed show tonight. We've got so many callers on the show. Could it be that we've won a game at Molyneux this year? Could it be that against all the odds that we beat unbeaten Manchester City, the champions? Could it be that we only had one shot on target and scored two goals? Who said it's about taking your chances and not taking them? Well, we took them yesterday and we've won the game 2-1. We played five at the back. We had pace and attack. We're Wolverhampton. The question is tonight is, are we on the way back? And does Pep Guardiola know what the Korean guy's name is? We have got a jam-packed show First of all, before we get started, I do want to say a big massive thank you to the local company that is Creation Wolf, who help power the show. They're absolutely fantastic local uh, company, and they'll take, if you've got a company, they'll take your digital brand online uh, to the next level. The link is there. We've also got, um, I've, been, I've been sent some stuff from a, a from a from a place that do a lot of Wolves merch, and I'll show you what that is and how you can get on with that as well. And we've also got to tell you about the uh, the massive football tournament, the Content Creators Cup that is taking place in just over two weeks' time uh, to raise money and awareness for uh, the Wolves Foundation. Uh, we've got all the major content creators that are going to be coming together um, to uh, to get together to have a friendly competition. There's eight teams. I'll tell you a bit more about that. And we want to get these donations going. So let's get the show on the road. We have regular of the show, but he's going to be captain of one of the other teams in two weeks' time at Compton, although he's, uh, he's, he's one of us. He's been, uh, he's been traded. It is the Lord himself, Jason Guy. Good evening. How are you, uh, Dave? You're right, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm really, really good. Um, obviously, buzzing 
buzzing out yeah. the word um, after that yesterday about yourself? Oh, absolutely, Dave. I mean, these are the days that, 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 that we're hoping Lee for, aren't they, as Wolves fans? And it's been a bit disappointing recently. And I don't think really any of us expected that yesterday, realistically. But what a day. What a day. And some people were celebrating into the light, into the night as well, I'm guessing, uh, out on that. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, one of those that wasn't celebrating, of course, would have been Matthias Nunes. We'll soon come on to that because that was brilliant. Uh, another friend of the show and regular. We've got Hoops back tonight with his little friend, the Wolf. And I can see in the background, mate, he has got such a massive smile on his face tonight, your mate, the Wolf. Oh, I'm glad you said smile there, Dave. But yeah, he's uh, he's he's pretty happy there in the corner. So uh, I think we all are. So yeah, I think evening to everyone. It's a it's a good place to be again, isn't it? It's a good place to be, and I've noticed he's moved sides as well, mate. Well, just to mix things up, yeah. <laughs> he actually does look like the new Wolfie as well. So you must have had an inside inside well, I look. <laughs> Bad luck. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think he probably looks a little bit more like a wolf than the uh, the current version of Wolfie, but yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting used to him now, Wolfie and Wednesday. And back this week uh, to give his take, we've got Lewis. Hi, Lewis. Hi, Dave. You're okay, guys. How you doing? Yeah, good. How are you feeling, mate? Yeah, obviously, it was such a big win. And it was a big relief as well after the Ipswich game in the midweek. So, yeah, very it was happy. A mass an absolute massive hit. Now, listen, we do have tonight, I've got to tell you, we do have not one, not two, not three, not four, but five debutants. But three of them come as a band. We have got our first group. We've got um, an upcoming group that uh, one day are tipped to play the O2 and they're going to be coming on to it. And if we're lucky, we might get a little bit of harmonies going on with them. So just a little bit of forewarning there. But I'm not going to say who it is, um, who it's going to be, but you'll have to wait until the end. We've also, of course, got Manny coming on, um, Lucy the Golden Girl and Josh, amongst others, coming on as well. So let's get stuck into it. Oh, one other thing that I should tell you, we're getting rid of the secret word. We're doing, on each segment, we're doing a question. We're doing a Wolves uh, legacy question. Uh, and there'll be one for each of the pundits. And each time there'll be one for the, uh, also for you in the chat. We've currently got 328 people uh, watching uh, the show live, which is absolutely fantastic. Hope you're enjoying it. Jason, Jason Guy, the Lord himself, mate. You got your red astropay on tonight. Talk me through, talk me through, mate. Talk me through the well, well match day yesterday. I think you've just got to look look at the build up to the game day. So obviously last week at Luton, we was disappointed because we look at Luton when the fixtures come out. I think it's three points. It was quite disappointing. Then we went to Ipswich in the week, and we was all dreaming of a cup run. <clears throat> We're turning up. We lose to Ipswich. Then we think City the weekend. So, obviously, we're going to enter it with trepidation. But not only that, we're not really expecting to get anything from it. And I said this before, Dave, because it's Man City. <clears throat> champions of Europe, champions of the Premier League, best club side, arguably, in the world, on the planet. And Wolves are facing them low on confidence. Um, and 
you know, listen, it was important yesterday that we come out the blocks early, quick, direct, as we did against Liverpool, for example, as we did against Man United, as we tend to against the big sides. But not only that, Dave, it was important that we did it in both halves. And I think yesterday we did. So obviously to be a goal up after 13 minutes, when once again, that man Neto, you know, I, I, I analysed that goal against Luton, Dave, and I said he created that goal himself and he did exactly that. He's in his own half, deep in his own half yesterday, and he goes down the right flank, as we've seen. And yet, there was, it was a bit fortuitous at the end. But uh, listen, the good thing was this time, which which wasn't the case against Luton, Neto had, there was a couple of opportunities to, to lay the ball off. There was Quang at the back post. So we could, but listen, he went alone. It was a bit fortuitous, but with a goal up. And do you know what, Dave? Mate, we, we've we... earned a bit of luck. Come on. Ain't we, really? Listen. Of course we have, Dave. Of course we have. We, we've earned a lot of luck. But then we still, you know, it's still then we think, oh, City are going to come back into it. But yesterday, we said, uh, you know, I've looked at the possession stats where five, uh, sorry, um, 69% possession to 31. We was always going to expect that. And and that they passed the ball 597 times to our 282, so twice as much as us. So they had a lot of possession. But when we was in possession days, you know, we, we made it count. We also was very good out of possession with our positioning. And you look at the defence yesterday. With going back to a back five, obviously the wing backs, Samedo arguably had a massive part in the in the Huang goal. We got five at the back. We do look more solid. And, and let's be honest, Harland, who is undoubtedly right now the best striker in the world. You know, we, we can't doubt that. We kept him quiet. I don't think we resorted him to, to any shots. Um, Dawson, Kilman, and, and Totti were immense, and, and and obviously the last goal. I mean, you know, that, that I, I thought I, I looked at the time of the goal on sixty six minutes. The goal was I, I thought it was about eighty six minutes. I can't believe how, how, how it was in the, the middle of the second half, really. But listen, Dave Huang is so underrated, and I think sometimes when we're all thinking of our best players or favourite players, Huang. Doesn't really get a mention that Korean guy, but oh my god, what a player he's turning out to be! Is it five in eight? No, sorry, five in eight now. Is it, Dave? Well, mate, he's doing he's doing absolutely fantastic, mate. Incredible. I mean, but, he knows where talking about is. that goal. Talking about that goal, obviously, Samedo down the right, and then Cunha, the composure of Cunha when he just laid it back. It's so easy to panic in them situations when you're in the Man City box with your back to goal. So easy, but that little death touch. To Huang and Huang still had to finish it. It still wasn't easy, and he did. But Dave, what a day! What a day! What an absolute day! And you know what? We've got. I mean, this is fantastic. Here, I've got to put this up on the screen. Uh, thanks ever so much, uh, Rabadan. Uh, it's put beating City is always a great service to football. You guys <laughs> are just a solid goal scorer away from European football, in my honest opinion. From a Liverpool fan, can we have Jota back then? <laughs> can we have, can we, uh, can we have Jota back? I love it. Uh, and, and who... Sorry, Dave. I, I, sorry, I just want to say massive credit to Gary O'Neill. That guy has been under some serious pressure. He knows he's been under pressure. You know, he, don't get me wrong. He must know what what's been said on social media. He understands it hasn't been great this season so far. But what a day to pull it out of the bag. And you know what? He's got to take full credit for that performance. It's easy to give it to Huang and Neto. He's got to take full credit for that. And I'm so glad that we did it for him. Uh, mate, absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, 
he's, he's got a lot of stick, hasn't he? I mean, you know, and quite rightly for some of the, the substitutions. But like we, I've been saying like all along, it's like six games in. It's not going to get the sack. We've, we're playing like out the first eight games, five out of the last year's top seven. Villa are flying. They're coming to town next week. But like we've also been saying uh, for quite a while on the chat, and I'm going to come to you in a second, Hoops, about like, you know, we need to go back to a back five. Um, and get back to our DNA. And like yesterday's performance, Hoops, it was like a throwback to the Nuno days, wasn't it? It was, I guess, really. Like you say, if you, <clears throat> excuse me, if you take into account the system uh, and being a counter, you know, attacking side, it was, it was, it was kind of, we've seen that script before, haven't we, in terms of how the game was played out? You know, we expect, as, as Jay's referenced there, not to have a lot of the ball, not many teams do. When it's Man City, um, but ultimately um, they didn't really threaten us either, really, and I think that that's key. And you know, Harlan had, as you say, half a scuff chance. Dawson was was immense against him. So yeah, in terms of the formation, you know, I think many fans have been looking for it because we have been shipping goals. You know, if you look at you know some of the games against Brighton, against Palace, and so forth, we looked a little bit vulnerable, and we've. We're comfortable as a fan base of seeing that five or three. And also it gives real license at times to the likes of Semedo, who, who was for me, we'll talk on man of the match, but spoiler alert, he gets it for me. I thought he was immense yesterday. So it, it, it works for us. And, you know, what we hear about Gary O'Neill, he's a very pragmatic manager and he does alter his system often depending on the opposition. So he perhaps won't be Nuno-esque in terms of, that is the uh, the system, and it'll be interesting to see if he changes it for Villa. It may just have been the right one for yesterday, which it was. And yeah, uh, he has had a lot of stick on on Twitter, um, and I've been part of that because I don't think it's been great. And then I'm being honest on, on that, you know. But I also have to be honest enough to say, absolutely, he referenced in that that press conference they have carried out the plan. To, to the letter. The players were absolutely fantastic, but Gary O'Neill has to take credit for that because he set that side up, executed the plan, and he, and he came to, to perfection. So there were so much positives. I think the system in terms of how we played absolutely worked for us, and it'll be interesting how, how we go forward. You know, I mean, Totti rarely puts a foot wrong, doesn't he, really? When he comes in, he's that sort of dependable guy, and it, and it works. He's just he does the basics so so well. He's Mr. Reliable, isn't he? Yeah, and I, and I think you know we've we've we know it's going to take time for him to get accustomed, as as we saw at Ipswich. So you know, Totti was the go-to, and yeah, look, ultimately, I I think we deserved it. Yeah, you can look at the stats, and you can look at um, you know the the amount of possession City had, but that's part of the course playing them. Um, but I actually think if you look at it. There wasn't a lot of clear-cut chances they had. I think there was a, a, pivot, a many pivotal moments in the game. I think early on, that ball over and Dawson cuts it out of Haaland's path. And that could have oh, been a that, different story. That, that, that defensively was absolutely brilliant because that was early doors. Haaland coming in, it's a difficult thingy. Dawson was in immense how he marshalled Haaland, uh, you know, I think someone uh, sent, me, sent me a message yesterday. They want to get a key ring with Haaland's face on it so he can slip that back in his pocket permanently and keep him in there. But that defensively was fantastic because it went across. If he hasn't got that touch on the ball or isn't aware, it's a tap-in for Haaland. He's, that's what he does. And 
the only other sniff that he has was that half chance where Dawson was there again, and um, he, he, you know, he was he had I think he had about ten touches in the game or something like that. Lewis, on to you, mate. Um, you know, how were you feeling before the match? And you know, talk us through the game and the game plan for you and uh, how Gary O'Neill's come out of this at the end of it with and the rest of the squad. What what are your takeouts? Yeah, before the game, I think it was fair to be quite uh, pessimistic about the, the, the game and the fixture because, like everybody is aware, they're the best team in the world at the moment, I think. Uh, maybe Real Madrid would, would push them in a match between them two. But, you know, going up against that team after the performance we saw on Tuesday um, at Ipswich, I think it would be fair to say that maybe we're, we're going to be in for a long afternoon. But I think the, the performance... The, the the team put out and it was perfect. Gary got it exactly right. He did everything, you know, he got the players to do everything they needed to do to win that game. Um, and he should take credit for that. I think last week and on Tuesday night, there was a lot of criticism and he, he should receive that criticism because the two performances weren't good enough. But then when we have a performance like that, he really should be well received by the fans because it was such a, a special performance, obviously. Man City, I think, uh, unbeaten all season. This was their first loss or maybe even the first time they dropped points. Obviously, coming off the loss against Newcastle in the Cup, maybe that, that slightly affected them. But I don't think it would have been a massive impact because the, the squad was, you know, there were a few changes in that squad. So I think Gary has to take a lot of the credit, like Jason and, and Hoop said there. Um, I think... A few special mentions I have to give. Firstly, it has to be Dawson. You know, he, he was fantastic against Haaland. You know, if 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 he wasn't that good against Haaland, all the work that we did scoring the two goals, obviously, the own goal and the, and the Juan goal at the end, it would have been for nothing because he can easily score three or four in one afternoon. So if Dawson doesn't do that job, everything else is for nothing. You know, it would have been five, five, two or whatever. It could have been. Um, I think Semedo was perfect yesterday, defensively against Doku in, in the first and most of the second half. And even when Grealish came on as well, he was fantastic. Um, and then obviously Jason as well said he got forward and put the ball in for the Huang's goal, which was, you know, obviously it, it was um, it was blocked initially, but it was in the right area. It was where it needed to go. So that, that was a great ball. And then obviously I think you have to talk about the midfield with Lamina and Gomez. They looked really solid against a strong Man City midfield. Maybe not the, the strongest, obviously missing Rodri and Kovacic playing in a slightly deeper role, which I don't think suits him personally. But, you know, they were fantastic in there. That They ran themselves into the ground. And even when Bubakar came on as well, um, he brought a lot of energy, which I thought we, we needed. And I think when Joao Gomes came off, you could see his frustration because he cared. He had so much passion in the, in the game yesterday, as, as he always does. Um, so, yeah, I think it was a fantastic game for us. But what I will say, and, and lots of people, that they, they might not like it, that I'm going to say it's only one game. The same way, you know, the Ipswich game, it wasn't the end of the world that we lost. It was frustrating, of course, but, you know, it wasn't like, OK, we have to sack Gary O'Neill tonight. Mm. We have to go on to, to play Aston Villa now. And obviously, with how they played against Brighton, it's going to be a tough game. But I think if, if we can stick with the, the five at the back, it can really suit us because maybe Dawson could have a similar role um, against Villa as he did against Man City, Martin Watkins. And, you know, obviously he was so, so good yesterday. So 
Why not? No, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when the when the team came out and I saw the three central defenders, and you know, I was thinking, what's he going to do with the midfield? He's almost kind of been forced into it because obviously with uh, Bellegarde um, suspended, we couldn't use Hodge. You've then got um, not Hodge um, Doyle. You've then only got Hodge and really Bubakar behind. We saw Bubakar come on later on in the game. Who did well actually when he came on. Um, you know, a lot of energy and closing down. You know, we've got the wing-backs. Both wing-backs uh, played incredibly well. But I do think Manchester City, and um, I know Pep was in the stands, they kind of played into Molyneux's hands because we were all thinking, are they going to start Matthias Nunes? Mm. Um, he started Matthias Nunes. <laughs> and you're quite right. I mean, I was like having a mini meltdown on Tuesday, not because we lost to uh, Ipswich, because with the form that they were on um, and at home and, you know, in a midweek game, they kind of were favourites, but like we made 10 changes, but so did they. The reason I was having a mini meltdown on Tuesday and frustrated was because we capitulated again after starting well. And then we lost the game. And it's, you've, we've seen that against Liverpool. We saw it against Brighton. We saw it against Palace. We've seen it so many times that we just capitulated. And that was the thing. It's like we just fall apart when, a, when there's a goal scored. <laughs> now, Nunes, they started. And obviously, there's all the stuff about the owners. There's all the stuff about uh, O'Neill. There's all these this discontent flowing around the place. Well, who's the ideal person to put on the opposition side of the pitch that's going to unite every side of Molyneux, Matthias Nunes? There, everyone was focused on booing him. Some people were calling yeah. him different words. He got he went near the South Bank at one point. He got absolutely pelted. He tried to ignore it. It obviously affected him. He was replaced um, at half-time. Whether or not someone said, did he go on strike and didn't come out in the second half, I don't know. But, like, from that moment, he came on the pitch. Molyneux was like, we haven't heard it for ages. The whole atmosphere was fantastic from start uh, to finish. I mean, we even had the uh, the flags in the North Bank, which was great as well, which is, they came over to our end and we were waving the flags and stuff. It was just a brilliant atmosphere. You know, we soaked up the pressure the first 10, 15 minutes. That goal from Neto, single-handedly, like what Jason said, he, he's run from his own half, midway through his own half, touchline, he's got past two, he's then someone's tried to bring him down, he's skipped the challenge and then he's come into the box. And to be fair, Matthias Kuna is, is busting a gut to get into the six-yard box. He's yeah. forced, and people have been saying about that, getting into the box. He's in the right place where he should be. And they've it's forced the defender to try and block it. And we've had a bit of luck. Boy, we've needed a bit of luck. And we've gone in, Molyneux in raptures. We've dealt with it uh, really, really well. And obviously, we've got to half-time. They've had a couple of half-chances. You know, we've, we've managed it really well. Samedo, for me, the whole game was fantastic. Cutting out. Cross after cross after cross. What do they tell you when you're in? You're watching for. Don't watch the feet. Watch the ball. He blocks so many challenges. And then the thing that really impressed me, the referee started to seem to give them more of the the decisions, and the crowd were getting frustrated. There was that potential free kick at the other end, similar sort of free kick to what he then gave to City. They've scored the uh, the free kick. It's top bin, so I couldn't quite get to it. 
And at that point, it's almost like the Liverpool game. Oh, is it going to happen again? We're going to capitulate. We didn't. We have a hairy scare a moment. Dawson's there again to clear off the line. And then there's a great pass. Is it is it Kilman that hits that pass um, up to Samedo? Who is it that hits the pass? Yes, yeah, it's Kilman. Yeah, it's Kilman. Yeah. Great pass from Kilman. And Samedo, this is like, you know, 80th minute or whatever it is in the game. You know, he runs up and it's a brilliant ball across the face of the area. You know, it's deflected out to Wang. He's coming in on it. It's well blocked. And Matthias Kuna, Matthias Kuna gets so much stick, but he's there again in the area and he doesn't try and turn it on and take it on himself. He sees that Wang's still there and he unselfishly lays it off and Wang's finished it. <laughs> You know, we got a we we got a nervous end, and it was great when uh, Neto got the ball at the end and was running into the corner. And it's a it's it's a boost for the fans. It's a boost uh, for the players, a massive win for the players, and it's massive for Gary O'Neill. But Jason, it's like what Louis said. It's one game. It's a real confidence booster. It's a real yeah. like statement win, and. The belief should flood through the squad after that that they can do it. But next week, Jason against Villa, got yeah. to do it again. Absolutely. Listen, Lewis was bang on what he said. It's easy when you, you lose to a side like Ipswich, with a side like Ipswich, a championship team, when you're 2 0 up to, you know, to, to, to all of a sudden, you know, be, you know, going on O'Neill and et cetera and, and be really down on your luck. But then to, to turn it around the way we did, and it's amazing. You look at social media now, how everyone's, you know, I haven't seen him call the PE teacher this weekend. So everybody, all of us, you know, yes, there's still the doubters out there. It's one game. And that is right. It is one game. You know, it is. Was we lucky? In part, but we, we didn't, we, we wasn't lucky for 90 minutes. You can't be lucky for 90 minutes. And that was a performance that we ground out. Um, and you know what? We looked so much stronger with five at the back. We looked so much stronger with three central defenders or, you know, however... You, you, you turn them and the two wing wing backs and it's it's very easy sometimes with wing backs also to say that you know oh Samedo and ain't Norio but they don't defend but yesterday not only did they get forward well they defended really really well you know it wasn't a, a, a seamless performance you know towards the end days because that goal I've looked on Sky it said the 66 minutes we're all thinking it was later than it actually was and that's what I said it, it felt quite late. But according to Sky, it was the 66th minute, unless they've got it wrong. But towards the end, Dave, last couple of minutes, City, we was under some pressure. And then we were all watching, out. We? we? were just waiting for the whistle. And there was a couple of players, Dave, I'm not going to name names, not tracking back. You know, and, and you think, listen, we're 2-1 up against City. The first three points at home this season, a massive scalp. You want to be busting a gut, especially with a couple of minutes to go. And one, one was a player that come on a sub and he, he wasn't tracking back. And you think, do you know what? You've just got to do your job. You've just got to keep running. Well, no comments. But listen, I'm not singling players out. I'm just saying, Dave, you know, it was just something that, 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 that I noticed. And you know what? When you still one up against City with a few minutes to go, whether you've come on or sub as you haven't, you've got to be busting a gut. Yeah, because let me tell you something. If, if City had equalised yesterday and it's two all, that wouldn't feel like we've drew two all at home to Man City. That would have felt like we lost 4-0, especially in the manner with which we played the game. Especially with which, like I said, we didn't have much possession yesterday, but we were so good when we wasn't in possession with our positioning, with our tracking back, with with the defending on a whole. 
And yesterday, having three at the back, we, we, you know, it did look like the old times. It did feel like the old Molyneux. And you know what? What a brilliant point. I thought Pep Guardiola was supposed to be the best manager in the world, full of intelligence. Yes, I can't never knock his football knowledge, but for him to play Nunes, he must have, you know, he, he needed to. I must have admit, I was surprised because it was played into our hands, didn't it? For one thing, I don't think Nunes is a City player. You know, I just don't. You know, I don't think he's that good. But, you know, he, he looked obviously half good in our side, but I, I can't see him, you know, being a standout player in the City team. But all of a sudden, we forgot about Gary O'Neill. We forgot about Ipswich. You know, we forgot about the performances on the pitch. We forgot about Fosun for a little bit. And we were all focused. Even I was booing and, all, you know, we was all up for it. You know, I was looking down at, underneath and I was, everyone was really, really animated when, when Nunes got the ball. And, yes, the argument could be, you know, like Grealish thrives on that sort of pressure. I don't think Nunes does because you know what Nunes does when the chips are down? He, he tosses his boots in the bin and he doesn't get to training. So, you know, he's not one of them players that thrives on pressure. So to put him in that cauldron environment um, with us all booing him played massively, massively in our favour. But Gary O'Neill got the got the setup right. You know what? He was making changes and he, I was thinking, what? Well, but you know what? We've got to trust in him. And he got it right. And it wasn't down to just the players on that pitch. It was down to his management and his in-game management. He's not going to convince everyone. But equally, Dave, he wasn't going to get sacked after the Ipswich game. He wasn't going to get sacked if we'd have lost yesterday. So we've just got to trust him and back him. You know, and, and I think, listen, it's a long old season. We've got some tough games coming up. But this hopefully could be a little bit of a springboard and we could go on a little run. Yeah, and the other thing, Hoops, um, when you then look at the other results and Wolves managed to scrap out a 1-1 a against Luton and everyone's having a meltdown when we've got 10 men uh, and we get the 1-1, which I, in the end I thought was a good result, even though we've, you know, we've lost three points this season from VAR decisions as well. And then you look at the Everton results and Luton have gone and beaten Everton away. Um, as well, so you, you put that into context as well. Luton are learning as a team. Um, you know they're growing into the thing. So you know, Everton lost them on their own ground. Everton have lost four in the row. They got a great result against Brentford, who actually are struggling. Brentford couldn't beat Forest today, and uh, who were down to ten men. Hoops. Um, you know you've got to take some positives going forward, but it, it is only one game. But we've seen flashes, and the, the thing. As well, I think is the fact that we performed for, for you know for ninety minutes. It, we, that's what we wanted, not just twenty minutes or forty-five minutes. The whole game. I think that's it. I think you know we've we've seen you know the Liverpool home performance being the prime example of that of you know the preferable uh, game of two halves. But yeah, I think you know when, when you look at the context, um, I saw someone comment recently on on Twitter or X, whatever it's called now, saying actually seven points is probably where a lot of fans thought we would be. So, you know, it's perhaps not in the games we may be expected, but that's probably, we are there or thereabouts, I guess, really, in terms of expectations. But I, I take the point that it's one game, absolutely, and then it has to follow up with a, a consistency. But in some ways, it is, it's more than one game because... If that was a result where, for example, we stumbled over a win against, I don't know, Everton or Luton or Sheffield United. But if, if we look at that game, the fact that we beat Man City, we're, you know, arguably the best side in the world right now. The fact that 
I, I think on on a, a bigger point that they've pegged us back and there's an expect expectation as jace referenced there of oh my god you know we're, we're here again sort of thing and then to go on and get that goal then yeah absolutely it's the same number of points you get with anyone else but i think for confidence and oh, for yeah. mentality of these players and, and for me and i've spoke before about these these are really really good players mentality hasn't quite been there and that could be a number of reasons that could be confidence change of managers so forth systems whatever hasn't quite been there but from a, a confidence point of view for them to go again and go man city have got one back and i think gary o'neill post-match said he was on the pitch at that time to say lads you're okay here believe in yourself and that was massive for me because it yeah. could have been so easily to kind of gone, get frustrated. Oh, Kuna, we should have had a free kick there. They've gone and got, uh, you know, a free kick. And it could have been feeling sorry for ourselves. And it could have been so, so easy. But the fact that they had that strength of character to see it through w was amazing. So, yes, it's, it's three points. But it could, could be more than that in the minds of the players moving on to the next set of fixtures. Because that's got to do them wonders. For their confidence, if it was fragile, I mean, you can't get more of a confidence boost than beating Man City and, and deserving, deservingly so. Absolutely. And guys, if you do want to get involved with the chat, all you need to do is make sure you subscribe to the channel on YouTube and uh, you can get uh, involved in the conversation. You will be able to ask questions as well. Lewis, uh, do you concur with what... Um, Hoops has had to say there about the confidence that win uh, could give to uh, to the players now, the way they, you know, they dealt with being pegged back and didn't capitulate and then they kicked on again. And it was a, a really good goal to finish it up that, you know, the game plan was so well executed. And uh, do you think that's going to really give them that belief now throughout the whole squad and the fan base that we can actually achieve better than a relegation scrap this year? Yeah, I think in the short term, you know, going into the Villa game will definitely give them a boost. But um, I, I just think about the result of Villa. If it is a loss, and it, it could be a heavy loss, it could be a, a heavy win. But if it is a heavy loss, and we're back where we started against, uh, you know, after the Ipswich game, really, that, that kind of Man City game isn't worth as much as it was before the Villa game. But definitely going into that game, it will give them a, a belief and a confidence that they probably didn't now before the, the, the Man City win. Um, but I think the, you know, it, it should be, you know, taken into account the point that Hoops made that it, it wasn't 2-0 and then 2-1. It was 1-0, 1-1, 2-1. And to go back in front against such a top side, that, that will definitely, in the short term at least, give the players some belief. And I think that the belief already is growing for the past uh, weeks, excluding Luton and Ipswich. Obviously, Neto is, is coming into form really well. Obviously, with Luton, he was there. Um, and I think I saw a, a stat on, on Twitter that Quang is only only three players. I think it's Bowen, Haaland and Son have more goal involvements than Huang this season, which, you know, you look at last season, none of our attackers were involved with any of those stats. So it really is a, a light and day between this season and last season um, at the start of that. So... I definitely think the confidence is starting to grow if you kind of avoid looking at Luton and Ipswich. But it's just, you know, we, we don't want to get knocked back by a heavy defeat at, at Villa, which, you know, looking at what they did against Brighton, obviously it's only, again, it's only one game for them. 
but it is a, it's a very big game on Sunday. Yeah, I mean with Brighton as well. I mean they have got they have come on the end um, of a couple of beatings. Um, they play the same way every game, and um, you know you've seen what they can do when they get in front against a team. You open up and then they pick you off. I, I kind of thought Villa did a Brighton on Brighton yesterday. They were clinical. Um, you know they cut them apart. Uh, Brighton were very, very open. They played, don't forget, Brighton played something like a, a debutant to an 18-year-old uh, as well yesterday, a young lad that came on. They didn't seem to quite have that Brighton, but Brighton um, are a very, very good side and Villa took them apart. And a 6-1 probably in the end wasn't a, an unjust scoreline. I'm going to take a big positive at the fact that Villa beat Brighton 6-1. Because it means that they're going to be have that expectation as fans, uh, their fans coming to Molyneux, where they are in the league. You know, we're in you. They're going to be quite bullshy about coming to to Molyneux. Yes, uh, this week uh, with a, bit, a lot of confidence. Um, and I would have, if we'd have got turned over quite badly by Manchester City, I'd have been a lot more worried about uh, Villa coming. The way that I feel about it now, I I, I just think it's a no brainer for me that. Uh, against a Villa team that's playing such attacking football and scoring, you stick to what's worked this week and you stick with the five at the back. It's a game plan that's worked. They played it really, really well. Um, you know, nobody let us down. And, you know, Villa aren't as good as City, um, let's face it. Uh, they, have, they are a threat. But I think the other thing with Villa, that they have, they have this expectation over Wolves that they, they always say, yeah, we're going to beat you, we're going to beat you. It's like they've said that the last five games. They were 2 nil up at Villa Park with eight minutes to go and we still won the game, 3-2. What a day that was. You know, we always seem to, that we like Brighton and Palace are our bogey sides. We do seem to have this thing with Villa where we... We keep we keep winning, so I'm quite I'm quite confident for Villa next week if we can have that level of performance again, and we can pick them off because I think we can. But like we're going to come on to the uh, the Villa your Villa predictions in a second. Uh, Jason, highlight of the day, performance rating, and your man of the match. <coughs> performance rating for me eight and a half out of ten. You know it wasn't a, a completely polished performance. We didn't dominate them across the park you know we wasn't in control of the game from start to finish and look we're not going to be against man city but you know we executed the game plan well with five at the back although we haven't played it for a while we seem to um play in that in that formation comfortably so for me an eight and a half out of ten <clears throat> moment of the match Wang. i mean you know just we, i don't think any of us were expecting that for a finish and Especially as we've all spoke about the fact that <coughs> we've all <coughs> sorry <coughs> we've all spoke about the fact that you know as soon as they score the free kick, here we go. But you know to come back into the game like that, especially when we're not the most fluid goal scoring side. So I was so so pleased. So for me, Huang moment of the day and man of the match um, yesterday, Neto unplayable once again. I thought Huang, you know, he goes under the radar and then he always comes up trumps. But for me, I think it was his best game in a wall shirt, Craig Dawson, um, for a lot of reasons, really. But I just thought he defended superbly, you know. And you've got to look at who the opposition were and who he had in front of him, you know, the best striker in the world. So, man of the match, Craig Dawson, eight and a half out of ten moments of the match, Huang. Fantastic. Hoops for you? 
Um, yeah, I think I'd probably go as high as nine out of ten. I think, you know, that was an in- incredible performance, you know, full of discipline, f- full of character. So I'd, I'd say nine out of ten for, for the performance. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a number of candidates because of that high rate and that, that you could arguably put forward for, for man of the match. And, and, that, and those have been mentioned, you know, he, you know, with, with Dawson, Kilman, Totti were all excellent. All the back line, eh, Nora? You could go through them all. There wasn't a, a bad performance in there, was there? Um, I mentioned Samedo earlier, and I'm going to go with Samedo. I think he's probably been, in my opinion, one of our most consistent players this season. I still think some people aren't won over by him. Personally, I've you know I've got a lot of belief in him as, as a player. And I thought he was he was excellent. We touched on you know his involvement with the with the goal to have the foresight to get forward, um, but defending as well when you look at who he had to come up against as well and they had to switch wingers and and try and get past him you know he was colossal as as, as all the back lines so tomato for me um moment of the match i when i was thinking of the match the moment of the match um i'm going to say something a little bit different because i think it provides a bit of context a moment of the match for me which went in our favor and I had my heart in my mouth. Involved Wang. Yeah. And it was just before half time. And I was dead in line in it, uh, with my, my seat in the Billy Quiet, dead in line with it. And I knew he was on a book here. And he's chopped them, the, the, the player down. And terrible that, that you have it in modern football. But they're all going up to the ref. And you've got yeah. imaginary cards. And I was like, oh, my God. We're going to undo all this hard work. But the context that, Rightly or wrongly, and I don't care, the fact is he wasn't booked. You know, he went on to, to stay on the pitch. You know, that is a sliding doors moment because he then goes on to, to get the winner. I won't get involved in terms of Ake could have got sent off and so forth. I'm not really interested in that, but I just thought that was such a pivotal moment because if he would have been sent off, the game would have looked completely different. And just before half time. And he, for him to then go on with and get the winner, that that was huge in the context of the game. Um, so yeah, I think that 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 just shows what football can be like. But I think we deserve that in the end. And I was chuffed as to see him get the goal because again, a player that at the times within his career, um, I mentioned this this earlier today. If you think back to the Newcastle home game where he scuffs that clearance, he had absolute pelters, and he's had. A little bit of unfair treatment for me because he's had a few injuries, but ultimately his work rate should have never been questioned. He's always been there. His attitude's been spot on. There's no surprise that there's a lot of clubs always sniffing around him because he's a great character to have and he's converting it with goals. So, again, he could have easily got got that, but I was pleased he stayed on the pitch, pleased he got the winner. So a 9 out of 10 and, and Semedo just tips it, but... There's a good argument for at least seven or eight for man of the match, which was, a, you know, a great thing to see and uh, shows you how well we did in the context of the game. Absolutely, mate. Do you know what? That Wang thing, I know what you're saying. It was right in line with me. I think it would have been a harsh yellow card, to be fair, because it was both players. It was, it was, it, there was no intent or anything like that. It was just about trying to get the ball. And I think the referee <laughs> saw that. Um, but, hey, but, we have seen them giving, haven't we? Oh, mate, we have. And like you just think when you yeah. so many decisions, it's like, oh yeah, let's just give City another helping hand here. But he he didn't. Yeah. And uh 
You know, if, was it McGinley against was it, when we played Bolton and he should have been sent off for all them years ago against Wolves at Red and he stayed on and scored? It's like, I mean, that, you know, I'm going way, way back now, but that was a Red. Uh, I think Wang would have been very harsh. Uh, Lewis, on to you, your thoughts? Yeah, for match rate, I'm going to go with Hoops as well. I'm going to give it a nine. Obviously, I agree with Jason. It wasn't a polished game. That There were mistakes in there and uh, there were moments that Man City definitely were well on top. But I think coming off the back of the defeat against Ipswich, you know, being able to produce that quality of a performance against the best team in the world, it was very impressive to me. And um, it, it just leaves the that one point leaves it for the next week. Can, can we do the same thing again? Can we produce the same quality of performance? And if we can, that next game will definitely be a, a 10, even, um, even next week. So, again, I, I think for the man of the match, it's so nice to have a week where there were so many positive performances. I think, you know, I don't think anyone yesterday was below a seven and a half, eight. I think, and that, and I don't think that's happened for a while, really, where we've had that much quality of performance across the whole team. You know, there's been games in the past where a few standout players have played really well, but yesterday was such a well-rounded performance of, you know, like I said, seven or seven and a half or eight at least. But I think Dawson has to take it for me. He was fantastic against Haaland. And, you know, I think obviously in that Luton game, there were a couple of mistakes creeping into his game. Um, you know, I think back to that back pass, which got mixed up with, with Jose, that Kilman had to clear off the line. But he was flawless on, on Saturday. It was, it was fantastic to watch. It was the centre-half that we saw for the, the second half of last season when we signed him. And the, the moment of the match, I think I have to go with Kuna's pass back to Huang, just to stay so composed so relaxed, just to be able to have that awareness, just to lay it off there, and it was perfect. Without that moment, I don't think, I don't see us having another moment of that quality to, to get a, another goal to win the game. Absolutely well said. Right then, we're going to go on to, before we get on to the little quiz, which is going to be a question each, and what, and then there's going to be one question each, and there's one for the uh, separate for the chat to see who wins. Um, score prediction for Villa, Jason? <clears throat> um, listen, you know, v v Brighton are a good side and we've seen what Villa are capable of. I know they're moaning about the shirts being dripping wet and all that. And then you've got, then let's go and score six. And Ollie Watkins is a real threat. You know, I've always liked Ollie Watkins and he's a proper old-fashioned striker. Um, he's got variation to his goals. He's a real, real good player for me. Um, it's going to be difficult, Dave. Yes, we have got a good record in the past with them. But I think if we play five at the back... Um, I think I think we'd take a draw. I know we we want to win. We need to win. I get it. All they're all must win. They are all must win. But I think one all against Villa, providing we don't lose, coming off the back of that Man City game, I think will be. I'll be happy with it. So I'm going for one one. Uh, always moanings, agreeing with you at one one. Uh, Hoops, your score prediction. Is that my miss? Oh, I was moaning. I might have to agree with always moaning and, and, and Jace there. I, I had one each. I don't know if it was just the idea of sitting on the fence, but I was just thinking if we keep it tight with the five at the back, I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game. So, um, I, yeah, I think it's a draw. So, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go one each as well. So, you're agreeing with Jason and always moaning. One more. Jason and his Absolutely. Lewis, <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to agree with uh, Jason Hoops and Jason's misses with 1-1. One, one. 
Well, you're all going for one one. Brilliant. Jason Hoops and you and always moaning one one. Brilliant. Yeah. You know, having that back five, if we do decide to, if Gary decides to go that way, it will keep us solid defensively. And obviously, we, we limited Man City, so, you know, we'll be able to limit um, Aston Villa if we can produce a performance of the same quality. Um, and I think it, it gives us enough to go forward with as well. So, yeah, I see us, um, you know, I see us getting a goal definitely. But I do see them having enough quality to get at least one too. Fantastic. Right, here's your little quiz thing now. Jason, first to you. Um, this is a Stan Cullis question. Where was Stan Cullis born? Wolverhampton, Dudley, Bethnal Green or Ellesmere Port? Ellesmere Port. Correct answer. Um, Hoops. Before becoming manager of Wolves, Stan Cullis played for them from 1934 to 1947. That's played for Wolves. How many appearances did he make for the club? 100, 151, 171 or 271? Oh, jeez. Um, okay, I'm going to... You've got to get this right. Oh, well, I'm, I'm coming up against an author here, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> you probably asked us at one of your quiz nights. <laughs> I'm um, it. <laughs> That's why I'm delaying. Um, no, I'm going to go 171. Correct answer. Well, wow. ding, ding. That means <laughs> pressure's on Lewis there to make it. No forward. pressure, Lewis, at all. No oh. pressure. Ask him a question about Johnny Hancock's or someone. <laughs> no, no, no. It's going to be Stan Cullis again. Um, if you get to who did who did Stan Cullis um, uh, take over from as manager of Wolves in 1948? I'm sure you remember this really well, Lewis. Was it A. Major Frank Butley, uh, B. Ted Vizard, not Ten Lasso, uh, C. Andy Beatty, or D. Ronnie Allen? I'm going to go Major Frank Butley. No, it was oh. in fact surprisingly Ted Lasso. No, Ted Vizard. That was a good question. Right, this is a question for the chat now. Um, so if you're watching and listening in the chat live, um, Stan Cullis also played for England. He made 12 appearances for them between 1937 and 1939. How many goals did he score? This is to the chat. Did he score? None, one, two, or three. And whilst you're answering that in the chat, <clears throat> I need to tell you a little bit more about this, which is doom, 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 doom. this is the Content Creators Cup that's taking place uh, on the 15th of uh, October. And Jason, although he's a, a regular for us, I gave him the option. He's entered a Wolf uh, uh, Whistle team. So there's a couple of ex-players in his team. We've got ourselves that are playing. We've got the Wolf Whistle, captained by Lord Jason. Uh, we've got the Wolf Pack. We have got the Wolves Fancast. We've got the Wolves 77 Club. We've got the boys from Talking Wolves. We've got the Wolves Foundation. And we have... Also, a Wolves staff team. We're trying to raise over a thousand one thousand five hundred pounds for this. We're all getting together. Um, so there will be a hundred and up to 150 supporter places to go and 
watch and support. It'll be in the afternoon uh, from about four o'clock, uh, actually at Compton in the Compton Dome. Um, if you can support and donate, I'm putting the link here for you now. Um, please do so. And if you do want uh, to come and watch as a supporter, it's £5 a ticket. Please can you message the Always Wolves Facebook um, page. Or oh, 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 you can donate on the page and put ticket, but also message the Always Walls Facebook page uh, so we can get in contact with you uh, as well uh, and get you a ticket um, for to come and watch uh, for that. Jason, um, have you want to divulge any of your um, team? No. Oh, you'll have to wait. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Well, we've got Paul Jones, the ex-midfielder from, from the 90s. I mean, Paul's in his 50s now, but I'll tell you what, he's still, a, he's still a great player, got a good touch. I have sent about 50 texts out to former players. Um, you know, so Carl Henry is a maybe. Jody oh. Craddock, once again, he's a maybe, but he, he's been struggling with it, an injury. And But Dave Edwards, it looks like he's 80% certain of playing. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, nice one. I did the, the rule is that you've got to be associated with the, uh, the, bear, the various channels and they've got to, I mean I could have nabbed Dave Edwards because we have had him on as well, haven't we? I missed out on that, but we uh, you know <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah, but um but yeah, no, 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 it's uh, it's really good. It's fair because he's been on and been interviewed, so there you go. So if you want to come down and get it covered, we are looking for a sponsor. Uh, a, a, a business to sponsor the event as well. So if you you know any businesses that want to sponsor the event, let them get in touch with us, uh, get their name associated with that as well. Helps cover the cost. But it's what we're doing. We're getting together to raise awareness uh, for the fantastic work that the foundation do uh, for people with special needs, you know, memory disabilities, physical and mental, and, you know, young people and stuff like that and to try and raise a phrase funds for the foundation as well because at the end of the day they have to raise all their own money and um, it's something i've put together and i'm delighted that all the major uh, channels are getting together to support it coming together uh, as friends um to you know to play a friendly I'm surely com uh, will be a bit competitive but a friendly tournament and as i say there are some spaces uh, for you to come and watch as well. So, yeah, thank you very much. Looking forward to that, Jason. Uh, I will see you uh, tomorrow night at the media shoot and the draw will be taking place at Molyneux. Hoops, see thanks for getting involved again tonight. And also to you, Lewis, always talks really, really well. Yeah, no, cheers. Thanks, thanks Dave. Thanks, guys. Always see you on the next one. Take care, guys. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, fantastic. Now, just before we go on to uh, the next segment of uh, the show um, that we've got going, I have been sent this. I'm going to open it. So there's this uh, company called Foco. Uh, they do a load of Wolves merchandise, and they're sending me something each week. So this week, they've sent me a Wolves cap. And if you look in the description uh, of the uh, the link below, you can actually get this cap. And there's lots of other things on there. I'm just going to show you, um, share the screen. Uh, they've got, this is the Wolves apparel. They've got all sorts of things on here. Uh, that they're going. I think they're sending me something a week. We've got gnomes on there. We've even got shorts and a, a Bermuda shirt. There's the cap. Uh, you can buy it and they deliver. They deliver anywhere, basically. It looks better than me on me than it does on him. Uh, and it is adjustable as well. So uh, the link's in the description below. Uh, make sure you click that link and then you can have a look around at all the other things that they do as well. Uh, nice for presents. Uh, so there, yeah, that's Foco, and they're supporting the channel over the next couple of months as well. So thank you for them. Uh, right then, let's get on to the next part of the show. We have um, a debutante coming up shortly, but we have the golden girl herself <laughs> is back. Lucy, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you, my dear. I'm fine. All the um, better from yesterday. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, Dan, the quality is absolutely fantastic. It's really, really good quality and it's adjustable. Um, so there you go. They've got all the copyrights because, you know, they get that from Wolves, mate. So there you go. Smart cap, lad. Uh, they sell underpants. I do believe they actually probably do. Um, right, Josh. There Evening, you go. Dave. You're right. Yeah, absolutely, mate. How are you? I'm very good. Very good. Thank you. Buzz in. Buzz in. Oh, yes, I am buzzing after, after Saturday and after today, after oh, the uh, Ryder Cup's finished as well, and Europe's uh, pulled it out of the bag yes. this morning. Yes. Afternoon. We've got, we've got, uh, we've got charismatic Craigs was over in Rome, and also uh, Chris uh, as well was over there. And our first debutant tonight, I'm absolutely delighted uh, to welcome her on the show. If you can turn your phone around the other way, there we go. We got you on call there. <laughs> All right, Jess, how are you doing, Hello. mate? Fine, thank you. Very good, yeah. Very good. It's fantastic. Lucy, it's great to have females, Wolves fans, uh, coming on. I spoke to Jess. Um, she's passionate about the Wolves. She goes home and away pretty much every every uh, game as well. She's proper hardcore. And I said, come on the show, because it's good to hear female fans' opinion. And here you are, Jess. Jess, how are you feeling making your debut the day after Wolves have beaten the champions 2-1 at Molyneux? Unbelievable, really. Like the game, and then bit, I was a bit nervous coming on here, but this is something I want to do. So we'll go for it. We'll go for it. Uh, well, your debuts are always, uh, always a bit nervous, and there's loads of people already welcoming you on here as well, as you can see, as well, Jess. Lucy, let's kick off with uh, let's kick off with you, mate. I mean, look <laughs> at that amazing beaming smile that you've got. It's as, uh, it's back. Has it gone since yesterday, mate? No, no, because I'm still in disbelief. So, to be honest, it's been plastered on my face since yesterday. I felt really poorly for all the time. I've been beaming the whole time. I've 
oh, it's just I feel electric. It's fantastic. Absolutely great. Oh, absolutely buzzing. So talk me through, talk me through, because like here is Chris Jordan here. He wants to know what your analysis is. I mean, before the game, during the game, after the game, talk us through it. Right, before the game, um, obviously a bit dubious, um, not really that confident of a win. I just wanted him to play um, really, really well. Um, I didn't want to go to a game where we just sat back the whole 90 minutes because that's not watching football. My God. Did they change my opinion? Um, for the whole 90 minutes, I felt confident. They were brilliant. They were absolutely brilliant from start to finish. There wasn't one player on that pitch yesterday where I thought, oh, he looks tired or he ain't very good, get him off. There was not one at all. And it's not very often we feel that way. And I was absolutely gobsmacked. And then when that final whistle went, how I didn't drop to the floor, I don't know. Just with relief, more than anything, that we can do that. We did that. We beat them. We beat City. We're the first ones. Does that make us champions of the world? <laughs> In my opinion, yes. We're champions of Wolverhampton. That's all that matters to me, mate. <laughs> See what, before we just push on, I do need to uh, remind that we did ask the chat the question and I got slightly sidetracked. Stan Cullis played for England, made 12 appearances for them between 1937 and 1939. How many goals did he score? How many goals did he score? None, one, two or three, Lucy? This two. Is two. What's your go, Josh? I said two. Jess? Two. It was none. He didn't score any. So there you go. Well, everyone got it wrong. Uh, fantastic. Mate, it was absolutely buzzing. Josh, were you the same sort of thing? I mean, like, I mean, even me in my preview, I'm normally so positive. My dad actually called it went with a draw, so he was close. He normally goes 2-1 or 2-0. Uh, but even me in the in my match preview, I was like three or four. I was that down after yeah. Ipswich and Luton, and I, I was frustrated because I could I feel like we were so weak. But I did also say, and I also said it on the match vlog, and if you ain't watched the match vlog, vlog that I've done, you need to watch it because it's insane. It's so good. Um, the atmosphere and the vibe. I was like, but we've got no chance. We'll probably lose three or four yeah. now. We've absolutely got no chance. We'll probably win. And Chris Humphreys, um, who joined us for lunch, you know, down at Tunwalls, he came to Tunwalls with us before the game. He actually said Wolves are going to win. He was so confident Wolves were going to win the whole while. And, he, and like, I saw him after the game on the reaction and he, and he, and he did. Josh, <laughs> were you the same? Yeah, so I was in the um, the new inning cosy on Friday night with me with my family and, and friends and that and people that we meet in there. And I think everyone was the same in opinion because it's a, it's a Wolves area and pub round by me in Cowsley. And it was, we were all saying the same, four, three, five, six. Um, I run the Super Six League as well for the pub, and I think every, I've spoken to everybody who enters that, and they said we're getting smacked, absolutely getting smacked. Um, mm. And the one bloke who get on quite well with, he turned around to me and said, "He said I can't tell you what I've put because you usually put Wolves one nil every game, didn't you?" And he goes, "No, I've put six. Um, but um, before the game, I think we we're all of the same opinions. Went in the Lich Gate, 
family and friends all said said the same. We're going to get absolutely pumped here, um, especially with the fact they're losing midweek to Newcastle. Um, but then five of the back come through on the team sheet. I thought, okay, he's made the changes here now. Let's see if five of the back's going to work. So a few of us have been saying it on here um, the last few weeks. And it started well. Um, I know we weathered the storm for the majority of the game, um, but we were catching him on the break like we used to do in that first season with um, Costa and Kavan Adama on the wings. Um, and it, it was working. We were ca- They were committing that many forward that you only had. Ajani and Ake were a lot further forward than Diaz, so you were getting round them a lot quicker. Um, so to start the way we didn't get that goal when it happened, it lifted the mood a bit. But like you said, with the rest of them, I thought, I thought we were going to get absolutely pumped. And... It didn't turn out that way. Yeah, it didn't then. turn out at all. When the um, first, when the first goal went in, and that you did you did that whereabouts are you sitting in the uh, the stadium, mate? Uh, S four in the South Bank. So you're literally a bang opposite you. side in line with Neto. Yeah, bang so opposite, literally in line with you. So you're pick. Oh right, so you're on the other. Yeah, so you're on the the opposite side to Neto's run. Yeah. So you've seen him pick up the ball, and well, you've seen. Driving. There's another story, but Go on. <laughs> I actually went to the loo. You oh, <laughs> you went yeah. to a, you went to have a number one or something yeah. like that. I went to the loo because there was a bit of a breaking play where they were on the ball before, and I turned around and said, "I'm going to the loo here." And I've gone down. I've just walked into the toilet, and <laughs> I heard the, I heard the go on, and I'm thinking, "Oh," and then I heard the roar, and I was like, "Right, brilliant, one nil." I've done what my dad usually does, go to the toilet and we score. Um, <laughs> and the bloke turned next to me, because is that a goal? Because yeah, that's one of us, that is. And he goes, nah, you're deaf, you are. That's too That's too quiet, you've got hearing problems. I goes, nah, that's definitely one of us. And I wanted to run back in and push him, but I thought, nah, I'll be Did sensible. you get to see it on the monitor? Yeah, literally as I walked back out into the, um, where you get the food and that, the safe bank, I could see it on the screen. So it was, uh, it was a, I thought it was a good run, the way he took the ball down and pushed forward with it. I thought it was a really good drive down to the byline and, well, lucky, lucky you used to do Neto, straight to the byline and pinged it across into the danger area, low and hard. It's going to hit off somebody if you do that. And it did. Well, he's so quick because there's a break in the second half where he got pretty skinny. He went from about two yards behind. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of the, the Man City's player. Went past him and then their central defender came over and just nicked it as he was going into the box. Yeah. Um, you know, he came up. Neto was, he runs so fast yeah. with the yeah. ball. Considering and, the injuries he's had the last two years, to come back with the speed he has, and you've seen it with other players with knee injuries, once they get a knee injury, they're never back the same. And you sort of thought about that with him last season, but this season he started a complete, completely different. He's been loads better. Oh, mate. And t- yeah, the thing is, Neto, the reason they let Jota go in the first place, all that you know, all them years ago, although Jota wanted to go, we got 45 million, it's because they had Neto coming up behind, and we saw how good he was. And then he's had the injuries. It's, don't forget, he was out for nine months. He's come yeah. back, had you know a couple of other problems. You know, he started to come back in phases last year. He's a confidence player as well. The belief in him that he can skin and take anyone. He's got. Yeah. He's so 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 positive when he gets the ball. He literally just gets the ball and he goes. Traore used to try and do that at times, but he yeah. just run into a cul-de-sac and then. You know, lose it or so. Occasionally, you get one, but you know he's got so many assists this year already. He causes so much turmoil, and when you've got Wang on the other side, who's equally quick, yeah. um, as well, 
you know, picking up the pieces and stuff. And Tomato's not short of a, it, it's quite pacey yeah. as well. There's a, you know, you know, it, you know, we've got some pace in the side, but it's coming back to that old, that old Nuno adage, the song. I wish it had come out of five at the back, pace in the back, pace at attack. Yeah. And that's what we had in, in abundance yesterday. Jess, talk me through, talk me through the Neto goal. Where are you sitting? SR1 in the South Bank. So you're the opposite side to Josh. Yeah. You're the side where, that Neto runs down that side. So you can see him going all the way yeah. down. Talk us through it. I think when when he got the ball, I thought he's going to do something here. Like, I, I adore the bloke. Like, he's class. Um, so I, I think when he got the ball and I saw he was running, I thought, I think we'll get a goal here. We'll create something here. So I thought I'd, that opportunity was probably my highlight. Like, it was great just to... And then seeing him celebrate, like he's so passionate, it's it's unbelievable. The passion uh, and the passion through the the whole team as well, you know, uh, came through. Obviously, a brilliant defence. I mean, you would have um, seen the defence from the Wolves' defence from the first half with City attacking towards the south uh, bank in the first half. How, how did you feel that they all uh, dealt with it, and who stood out for you? I think they did. I think they all did well. Like I couldn't fault any of them. Like they were just on the, on top always. Um, Samada was great. Like I can't fault him. Like a couple of games ago, I I thought, mm, you know, he's a bit of a liability, but I thought he was great. Dawson, amazing. Like usual, really. Like I couldn't fault any of them. It like usually you'd think, oh God, here we go. The balls in our you know own half, and you know in the third. But off, and I thought, oh god, here we go. They're going to score, and obviously, where I am, the away fans are right next to us. So I thought, oh god, here we go. Them going to rush, but no, help, help, tight, stay tight, solid as well. Great, fantastic. Obviously, they get the equaliser. You'll see the ball go in at one-one when the goal goes in. What's going through your head there? I thought back to Liverpool. I can't, to be honest. I thought I, I turned around to my auntie. I said, oh god, here we go. But, and we might, I don't want us to fall apart because um, that's what we usually do when, when we concede a goal. But uh, it was quite positive, very positive. Um, yeah, I just thought, like, as, as the minutes went on, I thought, I think we'll get something here. And I thought, that's brilliant. I'll take anything against Man City. And then the moment that comes, Kilman gets the ball. He plays the ball across to Semedo. It's attacking the south, the south bank. The ball's coming across. Wang's coming in. The first shot's blocked. Take it from there, Jess. I knew he was going to score. Like I, in the videos that I've seen, Neto was practically celebrating before he even went in the net. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Um, I we don't really see many goals in front of the south bank. The usual by the north bank. So to see, to see some, agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> to see a goal in, in front of the south bank was great. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I. When it when the ball came to Wang, I knew he was going to put it in at, at some point. So yeah, a few limbs there, Jess. When that happened, definitely, yeah, definitely. I think I think everyone in the safe bank was going absolutely nuts. <laughs> absolutely, and then the final whistle goes after six minutes. I was literally um, in the north bank when the six. I was thinking, please not be ten. Uh, <laughs> six, I kind of um, I kind of um, dealt with. And then I was counting down one minute, two minutes. Was we all doing the same? That's three. That's four. Yeah, I had my timer going on my running watch. I started, I pressed it to run and I just let it go for it. 
Absolutely. And then the final whistle, Jess? Oh, massive relief. Just pure happiness as well. Like, I I felt that happy at the Molyneux for quite a while. So, it was great. And like Lucy and Josh and myself, big smiles, you know, <laughs> over 24 hours on, still buzzing about it. Yeah, definitely. I don't think anyone at work has seen me that happy. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I'm going to talk to all of you guys. Uh, Mateus Nunes, um, the South Bank, especially, because he was uh, they were attacking that end in the first half. You know, the whole ground was booing him and stuff like that. But the South Bank gave him, did they not, Jess and Joss uh, Pelters? Yeah. Rightly so. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to say, yeah. I've got to say, the Steve Ball was deafening. Yeah, we were deafening. Yes. It, it, yes. I mean, blow me. It was that them boos were amazing, and to, that the atmosphere that came from those boos and the songs that were coming out it was just the atmosphere was absolutely superb yesterday. Absolutely you knew he was, was going to get absolutely a dog's loads of abuse when they started singing that very first song, and I'm not going to sing it because I hate the word they use. Mm. But it's Nunez, is it? And that's going to stop there. But you heard that the first song from Safe Bank, and I just went, "Oh, this one's going to be a bit fiery." Well, well deserved for him. He had it coming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, he tried to put a video out on the city website and YouTube and stuff, saying it wasn't me. It's like at the end of the day, it was someone who who else told you just to down to us. If it was your agent, yeah, then you don't have to go to your agent. Yeah, I've got a bit more um, respect for my teammates and my club. I want to go, but I'm not going to down tools. You can. It's not. It's not like a kid. He could have yeah. made that decision. It, yeah, it's an it's it's an excuse. No one bought it. Yeah. No one bought it. Um, you know, Pep puts him on and straight away, you know, because, like I said earlier, because of all the discontent that's going around the place, it united all of Molyneux, didn't it, Lucy? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, the, you felt the passion from the fans again. You know, it wasn't negative. It was a, it was positive every Every single thing was even the booze that were positive because <laughs> it was it was like making our players think, hang on a minute, this isn't us, this is him. Let's get at it now. Let's do him over. And when and, he never came out in the second half as well, the cheer. Oh <laughs> brilliant, brilliant to see him not come running out with them was class. And I'll tell you I what think, as well. Lucy and Joss, it sends a message to any other Wolves player, and it, yeah. you know, if you leave in the right way and you come back, and yeah. we've seen it happen, you know, Jimenez will come back, he'll get applauded. We've had Jota yeah. come back with someone, Cody, Cody yeah. you know, they're all yeah. because you know, they, they, you know, they're, they're, going, they're left in the right way, and, and the you're always going to get that pocket of fans with those sort of players that will boo, but majority of them <laughs> will, will understand um, why they've got the whole stadium. Darren says here as well, like the four stands together was absolutely awesome. Jess, can you remember see remember the last time you felt like the atmosphere at Molyneux was rocking like that for such a long time? That you know it was you know it was loud all the way through. It was all the stands were united in supporting. It was the atmosphere was electric, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I said I've said to my family that last time I saw Molyneux like that was under Nuno, and 
obviously nothing I don't think personally anything will beat Nuno's era that will be the best moments of my life but that was a pretty awesome atmosphere it was quite intimidating it was like when under Nuno teams would come to Molyneux and be a bit intimidated by the atmosphere we'd be back in cheering all match and then obviously I think it died down a bit especially after Covid I think um but yeah that's the Best I've seen the atmosphere at Molyneux since Nuno. Absolutely. Josh, I mean, talk me through like your highlights, your man of the match, your performance rating, and any other points that you want to uh, you want to pick up on. Um I said the one thing you've got to pick on is, is Craig. I know they mentioned it earlier, Craig Dawson. He had he had Harland in his back pocket all game. And it was the I was trying to think about it when I watched City quite a bit on Champions League nights and and stuff. And I was thinking, when was the last time he's ever... Well, he's never been treated like that. And I could think of only one game where he was, and he was nullified all game, um, which was the Champions League final. I think it was a Serbi, the um, inter-centre-half, kept him quiet all game. And then it took Rodri, a Rodri masterclass from outside the box to get them the goal. But they kept Haaland quiet all game that game. And that's the only other game when I think he's been kept quiet since he's been at City. Um, like the way Dawson did it. I mean, he's, he's kick off the line, unbelievable. There was the one um, block early doors in front of the South Bank. Where I, don't, I don't remember it, but then I watched it back on match day and thinking, how's he got to? He's like digged in front of him, flicked it round him, and it's gone out for a corner. I'm thinking, how's he got how's he got in front of him like that? The way he's played was unbelievable. But um, highlight of the day has got to be... I think my mum and dad are getting tickets to go and see it as well, actually. I think that's probably my highlight of the day, going spending the majority of the day with my mum and dad and my brother in the pub beforehand and then watching the match and then coming home all beaming smiles in the car. Um, performance rate, I'm going to go with an eight. It was a... It wasn't a smash and grab, but it, was a, it, wasn't, but it wasn't a clean game. Um, there's still things I think we can pick up on. But I think for what we needed to do against them yesterday, it was perfect. Did what we needed to do. Um, Gary O'Neill's come out and said it. They all worked personally with each player in the week. Um, and how he said about Cunha, he said he got Cunha doing bits in training. And there was at one point in training the week, he's, Matthias, we've been doing this for six minutes. I can see you switching off. We need you to keep doing what we're saying here. Um, and you could see when he's running off the ball on the front line and the pivot, that's it. He called it the central pivot with the front three, when they were coming forward across the back line, they were pivoting and Cunha was central to that. Um, so, my match rating was an eight. Um, to highlight, match rating, man of the match, Craig Dawson. Craig Dawson. Yeah. Lucy, same to you. Um, I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. I'm not a statistics kind of girl. I don't look into none of that. I know that they played their bloody socks off yesterday and I enjoyed every single moment of it and I'm sure everybody in that stadium did as well. Um, man of the match, oh, I found it so, so difficult to pick one. All game, I kept thinking, who the blooming heck am I going to pick? For me, standout for me was Samado. A lot of family and friends around me were all Dawson and I completely get it because he was absolutely unreal but no Samado for me absolutely and that run that he made oh god 
I haven't seen him run that fast for a long time. It was it was incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, and moment of the day. Um, taking my nephew and wow. seeing my nephew's face. Um, he's not a little boy anymore. He's a big lad. He's 14 now, my Alfie, and he's absolutely idolised the little little man. But, oh, his face. He just didn't know what to do with himself. And I thought, that's what it sh should feel like for these kids. And they'll be watching this football. They, they should feel that. And it was it was great to see. It really, really was. Oh, it, it was. Yeah. And, you know, all buzzing and stuff. And that's a great memory to have at 14 as well, that you'll look yeah. back on as well. So hopefully many more. Jess, someone said, like, obviously you're young. I think you're, I think you're 19, aren't you? I think. That's right. Nine, yeah, uh, 19 next week. <laughs> 19 next week. Well, Villa, a Villa victory next week. What, what day next week? Um, So we play Villa on the Sunday, then my birthday's on the Tuesday. So, yeah. So hopefully that's a, a nice birthday present against Villa. Hope, hopefully, yes. That would be a memory. So uh, what's your highlight or moment of the day? It doesn't have to be the game. It could be anything like what Lucy said there and like taking a, a nephew. It could be anything. It could be having a nice meal and celebrating after the game. It could be anything through the game, before the game. But that day, what moment really captures it for you? I think... Just like spending the time with my family, like literally, like my auntie doesn't go to the games very often. So, so I have my auntie in the safe bank with me and, you know, she came to see Ireland and all the big boys play, but really she came to see the Wolves and they played their hearts out for my auntie, I think. So fair play to them. And I, it's just great to see my auntie, you know, another female person watching the football and enjoying it really and being so passionate about it. That's what we want. It doesn't matter, does it? Our age, where we come from, the colour of our skin, what's that, you know, male or female or, you know, anything. We're all gold and black all the way through and that's the main thing. And when we unite together, we create that sort of atmosphere. And it, it was nice because obviously the summer's been difficult with the off-the-field stuff that's been going on that has divided the fan base um, and obviously the last three years has been since the pandemic as you pointed out Jess it's, Nuno's gone it's gone down and people get frustrated there's arguments strongly disagreeing one way or the other patience it has to change now and all of that jazz and for one day at least yesterday every Wolves fan walked out of that stadium United as one with a smile on their face. The, the, we were united with the players, the manager, the coach. Everyone was like, had a smile and is still smiling. And it, it's, it just goes to show it's still there. We went back to the back five. <laughs> the DNA was back. What happens next week is obviously another thing to go there because it's, it's like, it is only one game. You can't get carried away when you lose the match. You've got to stay calm. And you've got to be critical, and we will be critical here on the channel. And, you know, if there's bad performances, you have to, to say it, and people have to come and have their say and vent. But equally, when you get days like yesterday, like you said, you were celebrating now with your auntie and your family. It's a special occasion. It was brilliant. So what are you going to give as your performance rating, Jess? I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I think they all, all worked harder. 
they just all played really well. Like to come back from Ipswich and Luton and just come back and play that well and put their hearts and souls out onto the pitch. It, it was just lovely to see, lovely to see. Lovely to see. And I'm going to ask you your man of the match, but I've got a feeling I know you're going to go with. Um, I can't lie. I feel like Ait Nori has been given some stick quite Ooh. lately. Yeah. And uh, I think I think he, he was quite a standout yesterday. Um, obviously, not many people would say that, but I think I'll go with Ait Nori because he's had some stick and defensively he's had some stick and he's he's just come back from it and he's still going and he's fighting for his place and he's keeping his place in the squad. So fair play to me. Fair play because you surprised me. I thought you might have gone with uh, Pedro for there. Interesting, Lucy. I actually went for Semedo myself in my post-match reaction. Yeah. Um, but I think like what you say, Jess, you know, there's so many players that you could call out as, you know, having a great game yesterday because, you you know, they, they, there's so many eights and nine performances across the team, whereas there's been a lot of threes, fours and fives, if that. And, you know, if you get the majority of the team, you know, getting seven, eights and nines, you're going to have a very good chance of uh, pulling results against anyone. But to beat City, you have to have that team performance and uh, and we got it. Right then, uh, predictions for Villa, Lucy? Thoughts ahead? Um, and, you know, what do you know doing? what, Dave? I'm really, really peed off and I'm fed up with this blooming sky taking over these blooming matches. I was supposed to be going to the game if it was on the Saturday. My flight is on the Sunday morning at 9.25. So I'm going to miss the damn game. So I am not very happy at all. When we played them on the 6th of May, my 40th birthday, and we beat them, I was so determined to be at that match this season. And we're not. I'm not going to be able to go. Oh, so I'm you're going to be in the not, air when it's on. No, we'll have just got to the hotel. Hopefully, if the bags get to us in time. Yeah, we should. TV as quick as you can. Believe me, if there's Wi-Fi, it's going on my phone. I've got SkyGo. I'll be all right. <laughs> You'll be all right. That's that's fantastic. I'll Josh, be all right. Yourself. Oh. What was Lucy's prediction? Prediction wise, oh, yeah, I'm going. We didn't get the prediction, did we? I'm going for a two-two. I can see like, I can see quite a Definitely. few goals. But can I say I want every single fan that is watching this channel and that is going to the match, please for me, if not the players, please for me, make it as loud as possible like you did yesterday yesterday. Because I want to be hearing our boys and girls shouting at the top of their voices, please. That's uh, all up. That's all. <laughs> you know where you're off. Mallorca. Mallorca. Josh, thoughts ahead and prediction? On the basis that we've just beat City and they've just scored six, I'm going to go nil-nil. Another draw? Yeah, I'm going to go draw and I'm going to go nil-nil. I'll take a draw either. I'll take a draw any day of the week against Villa because they're absolutely flying. My hopes are that they're on Europe. They're playing in Europe on Thursday and I'm hoping they have a bit of a fluctuation off that but that didn't happen the other week when they beat Chelsea so hopefully mm. we get a draw out of it okay yes <laughs> your thoughts ahead of Villa and uh, score prediction um I'm I'm gonna go in quite positive to be fair um my auntie's neighbor is a Villa fan so um it's gonna be an interesting one for uh, that 
But I'm going to go one nil. I think we might snatch a win. Yeah. I think Absolutely. Neto, Neto might get a goal. <laughs> Neto for a goal. And guys, if you're enjoying this stream tonight, please smash a like. There's uh, There's been nearly 400 watching live throughout the thing. So... It only takes a second to let uh, YouTube know that you're, you're thinking. If you're watching it back on uh, Catch Up, you can do that as well. And, of course, it will be out, as always, on the Always Wolf podcast on uh, Monday morning. Right, just before we go, and then we've got Manny and we've got a, group, a band coming on. Um, question time. So this oh. is going to be about domestic cups, this one. Um, Lucy, um, you're up first. So... It is a multiple choice question. Okay. <laughs> and then we'll get the chat as well. When did Wolves first win the FA Cup? Was it the 1988-89 season? Was it the 1992-93 season? The 1895-96 season? Or the 1907-1908 season? So A, 88-89, B, 92, 93, C, 95, 96, and D, 1907, 08. A, B, or C? B. So you're going for B, 1892 to 1893. Do you want me to lock that in? Yeah. Yeah. It's I can tell you. It's like, who wants to be a millionaire? You are correct. Well, no. we should do the phone a friend and stuff like that. That'd be good. We'll do like a new wants to be a millionaire type of thing. It's like, I'll you know, get my son in the room and get him on the, the audience as well. Um, so we can do that. I, actually, if we don't know the answer, um, we you can say ask the audience and we'll ask the audience to uh, to King and then you can decide after that. <laughs> so, uh, Josh, when did Wolves last? win the FA Cup? Was it 4849, 4950, 5961? A, 4849, B, 4950, uh, C, 5960, or D, 1960, 61. Are you going to answer it or do you want to ask the audience? I'm going to answer it. Yeah. I'm going to go 5960. Do you want me to lock that in? Yeah. That's locked in. And it is a correct answer. Well done. So the pressure's on you, Jess. Um, here we go. So here we go. Here we go, Jess. Here we go, Jess. When did Wolves first win the League Cup? Was it 1948, 49, 59, 60, 73, 74, or 74, 75? A, 48, 49, B, 59, 60, C, 73, 74 season, or D, 74, 75 season? Do you want to ask the, ask the audience or are you going to go with it? I think I might go with it. We'll, we'll wing it. Um, I'll go with C. And that's C. So what, what year is that? Oh, I can't remember. 74? <laughs> yeah, we'll go through. So you want me to lock that in? Yeah. <laughs> Correct answer! Yeah. 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 Smashing, smashing. Absolutely. Well done, birthday girl. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Well everyone. That's a, a clean sweep. So that, yeah, that's an absolute clean sweep. Uh, Jess, have you enjoyed your debut? 
yeah it's been lovely lovely people we are lovely people very exciting uh will, we, will you come on again definitely girl. it's great yes. isn't it lucy to have uh another female fan come it on is. as well uh, and, uh, Josh, I thought Jess did really well. Yeah, she done really well, really well. Get her back Thank on. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like Lewis as well. He's quite a, uh, you know, I think Lewis is about 19 as well. He come on and talked really well as well. So it's great to have the younger fans come on too. Uh, fantastic. Thanks very so much for your contribution. And we'll hopefully see you on the, uh, on one of the next two. Always Wolves. Always Wolves. Cheers, Lucy, Jess and Josh. Thank see you. you. See you later. See you later. Right, fantastic uh, session. We're coming up to the. Uh, we've got extra bonus tonight. Loads of people saying well done to uh, to Jess on her debut as well, which was fantastic. Uh, Carl says like Jess needs to come on again as well, which is lovely. So we have we have an amazing end to the program. We have the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> uh, do I call you sir now? Uh, apparently, professor. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Professor Kang, yeah, you actually got uh, was it a doctorate or what? Not honorary a fellowship from the University of Wolverhampton, yeah. Mate, yeah. so yeah, so Professor, we've got a doctor, we've got Doctor Doctor Paul, we've now got a, prof a Professor Kang. Uh, feeling good, mate? Yeah, brilliant, mate. What? What? I mean, it's the voice is still. I can't. I mean. You just don't know what to say, do you? I mean, we haven't had a day like that for a long, long time. So, yeah, been 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 brilliant. So, um, hello everybody, and good to see you all. Well, mate, we've got a first coming on now uh, because we've not had this before because we have actually got a pop group coming on. Oh, happy days! And they're all they're all what they're they're. Duran Duran is it? Thompson Twins is it? Um, no, these are going to be. Give them a, you know, these are going to, we're getting, listen, I've got it, they've told me, I'm going to ask them. It's Nova Bloom. How are you doing, guys? How are you doing, lads? Thank you ever so much for waiting so patiently uh, in the background. Um, we're going to obviously ask a bit, but before we get stuck in, tell us a little bit more um, about, to give, give, tell everyone all your names and tell us a bit about Nova Bloom. So we got my brother Tom on bass guitar, Kieran drums on. Sorry, <laughs> Kieran Shaw on drums. Um, Kieran drums and, on drums. Yeah, Kieran, Kieran drums on drums. drums. We haven't spoken for about an hour, so just <laughs> get my voice back now. Um, but yeah, Kieran's from Penkridge. Um, Tom and I we're from Brood. Um, and yeah, just massive Wolf fans. And I, I think what you guys do, especially for the community, giving the fans a voice, is amazing. Um, we've been gigging now for how many years now? Four years. Four years. Four years. We've been on. Radio X, BBC Radio, played loads of really cool gigs. And, um, yeah, we're getting some good momentum. Um, and we're really happy to be here tonight. Uh, absolutely. Um, I mean, as I say, I, I need to know, because there's a question. I think it's a really cool name, by the way, Nova Bloom. But, like, I'm always fascinated with band names, how you come up with the name. So, like, if you can let everyone know, I'm, I'm really interested to know how you come up with the name, Nova Bloom, because it is pretty cool. And do you? I'm guessing you do merchandise and t-shirts and stuff like that. Do you want me to answer? Yeah, you got to. Yeah, yeah. So um, before um, before we picked the name Nova Bloom, the band was called Apollo, and um, we were going to upload all of our stuff to Spotify. And we saw the name was taken, and we were like, "Oh God, got to get a new name." <laughs> and uh, one of our favourite places to go in Wolverhampton is Bloom's Menswear. 
and um, oh, okay. I've always been so good to us. Amazing family business. Tom and the team are just oh, top lads. And uh, we were like, oh, I don't know. My dad, my dad loves space and all, you know, like NASA and all the moon landing stuff. He was watching a program about that. Oh, do I, was, I, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, mom and I were scribbling, scribbling names. And I think I'd just been to Blooms. And it's literally like, what about Nova? Mountain and yeah. Nova Blooms. So that's, that's what we got the name from. Oh, it's a fantastic name as well, guys. And we'll talk a little bit more about it uh, in a bit. And, uh, you know, we're going to get stuck into the game. But, Manny, let's come back to the match, mate, because yeah, I think man. like everyone, you know, we go in with Wolves, like I say, hoping and thinking, you know, <coughs> this typical Wolves. But, you know, everyone's on a little bit of a downer, really, and not great expectations. Even me, mate, I was like, my normal positivity had gone, but I was hoping. I mean, where were you at? Well, I, I went to Ipswich on Tuesday. I know. Um, and, um, uh, you know, we pretty much dominated the game, a couple of goals, looking great, and then suddenly completely and utterly fell apart like a pack of cards as soon as they scored a goal. The goal they scored shouldn't have scored because it was horrific goalkeeping. So, you know, the way we collapsed, and then once they scored the third one, just completely and utterly clueless and how to get back in the game, what subs to bring on, everything that was done on and off the bench was was really, really poor. So it was a really poor night. And then you got the best team in the world, a team that I actually thought could possibly win every single bloody game. They were, they're that good. If they wanted to with fully fit players, they could possibly win every single game. I think they're, they're a brilliant, brilliant uh, footballing team you know, the pinnacle of football. That's what Man City are. And I can't believe some of the scores some of the lads have given eight out of ten against the best team you're ever gonna ever gonna face, you know, at this moment in time. So yeah, going into the game, three if someone gave you a three nil defeat, you take it and let's get out of here. You know, damage limitation, not too many goals. Um, because they are but every game starts nil nil. It's us against them, it's you know, men against men, so it's there's an even kill on every game. It's just we know they're so much better that better than us, and um, and then we saw what happened. And full, full credit to the squad, but to the management, the way they set them up. I'm as critical as anybody else, still got my reservations whether long term he is the person for us, but. Wow, that was the best performance I've seen Wolves put in since Nuno, Nuno left. Um, even under Lopetegui, we beat Liverpool 3-0, but Liverpool aren't Man City. They're not Man City. And the way we nullified them, can you think of Saar making a great save? No. You know, that's what I don't understand. Yeah, that was, he, he, to be honest, there was, it was one a, shot. Carl, was it Carl Walker where he, he smacked it and it was going like that and Saar... He's a reactionary, yeah. And he caught it. Yeah. It's the one where he caught. And yeah. uh, Hallam was coming in after it. And had he let that go, but it yeah. was such a hardy, and it and literally was in line with us. And it was going like this. And he it, just, was, it was all ping pong. I think that was like a reactionary thing, but actually facing a shot from an opposition. Not really. That was that it one shot like where about he to score. That was about There's it. Nothing, nothing really, nothing at all, you know, and Man City. Every single game, they always create one-on-ones. They always get through to you. They always have clear opportunities. And your keeper has to have, an, have a blinder. So I didn't have to have a blinder. 
because of the why we played. And there's so many fans like when we see people, obviously we're going to sit deep against them because that's that was our game. So the pressure. Can I just stop you there for a second? Answer this question. (laughs) I've got to put this on the screen. And we're going to come to you in a minute, boys. Alfie Brannigan, Dawson can't do it anymore. We need He's probably a city fan. I won't worry about I mean, him. how can he say yeah. that? He's just had a yeah. Holland in his pocket for, you know, he's still got it in his pocket. Dawson produced what Virgil van Dijk, what, you know, name any Champions League differences around the world couldn't do against Holland, you know. And he not only kept him quiet, he prevented him. From having clear opportunity on goal, that's that's unreal. Even when you know you're going to lose Harland once or twice, and you just hope he misses or the goalkeeper saves. Dawson made sure he did not get a sniff. It was traditional, old-fashioned. That's my man. I'm going to follow him everywhere. And not only nobody's mentioned this tonight. Totty Gomez on Foden did exactly the same thing. Totty Gomez didn't play three at the back. He played follow Foden. And it, it was in three. Yeah, that's all he played. Did you see Foden in that game? Foden's a brilliant player. Did you see him? With De Bruyne, they're reliant on Foden being, you know, one of their big players. So there's their two big players, Foden and Haaland. Both of them, I don't think had a, I've ever seen have such a quiet game. And that was down to Gary O'Neill, his tactics and the way our defenders um, set up against them. It was perfection. We couldn't, people say, oh, we could have played. No, no, we couldn't have. We couldn't have been more expansive. If we went more expansive, we came out a bit more. If it was a bit more fluid, they would have picked us off. That's what they do. We can't do that against Man City. This is the only way you're going to beat the best team in the world. And we did it that day. And he gave, Gary O'Neill, for all his critics, gave us one of the best days we've ever had at that stadium. For a very, very long time. Boys, um, you know, obviously, you you know, were you, did you were you there yesterday? I don't know how you get chance if you get got gigs and stuff. You all, you all, where do you all sit? I'm in NL three in the North Bank, Billy Wright. Uh, were you supposed to come and say hello? I tried to find you hard, but I couldn't find you anywhere. All right, you get us there. Yeah, I'm an NL two, just the side of the gangway and stuff. Yeah, so you're at you're in my stand as well, uh, Tom. Billy Wright and yeah, yeah, yeah. we sit together, yeah. And the Billy Wright and stuff like that. So, okay. Um, obviously, you meet up before the game, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sat with you last week. Yeah, yeah, you came sat with me last week. Yeah. And so, like, are you like everyone else? Like, you know, just what what, what, what were you saying score-wise? What were you hope? you know, you're saying before the match? That type of thing. I think for me, it was if we can, you know, try and improve on the, the last time we we played Man City. I mean, we, I, I don't think anyone expected the result we got. Um, but it was just, you know, the effort that the team put in was just incredible. And the way we started was just fantastic. Um, but we, I mean, I <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't expect Wolves to, to get three points. That's for sure. I don't know about you guys. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. I, th- I think from the, the away form, you know, horrible result. I think a lot of people thought we were going to get it battered. But you you look at the Wolves team that beat City in 2019, you know, experienced international players in that squad. And for us to do that, I think it is a 10 out of 10 performance. I mean, they've just done the treble, you know, and we are just... And oh, on... did they win the, the, world, the, the Club World Cup thing as well? Have they won that as well, did they? I can't remember. That was the first. 
Arsenal, I think. They played against... Was it Sphere that played against? Yeah. yeah I think they, they've won everything. And they're, they're, everything that needs to be won, apart from the Eurovision Song Contest, they've won it. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I think you know, we, as a as a fans, we're just we're just on cloud line, um, and it's just where do we go from here? Difficult Villa game coming up, but we've got to take the confidence and use it as a springboard. You know, let's get the season going. You know, the Sasha penalty that was blatantly obvious. Yes, you know, you know we all feel like we're being robbed, and we never get any rub of the green. You watch match of the day; they don't even speak about it sometimes. And I think let's you know. Get, get on board with the lads, support them, and I think kick on, start the season. Bring the confidence into the next game. And that's all we can do as fans, you know, you just got to wear the badge of pride and keep going. Exactly. Good point. You, exactly. And the other thing I want to touch on, Manny, um, the atmosphere at Molyneux yesterday. Wow. You know what? We, we, Nunes, obviously, you know, he picked him as soon as he picks him. I mean, I don't think we, because we were on such a low after that Ipswich game. And Actually, going to the match was it's raining, it was a little bit dour. Town was absolutely dead. Usually, like you know, um, before a big match on a Saturday, town's buzzing and, and it looked everything looked a bit dead. And um, so I think everybody needed a lift. <coughs> and um, Pep Guardiola gave it us, <laughs> you know, he put him on the pitch. And to be fair, I think Nunes played really well for 15 minutes. For 15 minutes, I thought he, he he zipped the ball up around, but you could tell the fans weren't going to let up. Now, the, the, there was a reason we won that game and for me. And um, uh, I know you'll ask me at the end, and this was the moment that we won the game. And it was when the balls played to Nunes, who's made a brilliant run, because I was right in line with this. And um, he then lays it across, and Harlan's just about to tap in. Oh, if that, go, if that yes. goes 1-0... If that goes one nil, forget it. Forget that. We're not going. We're not getting back in. This is City. They're a, they are a machine. They will go on, especially when Harlan's got a goal. And for Dawson to do an inspector gadget and extend his leg by about sixteen foot, I don't know. Even now, I'm looking at it and I'm rubbing my eyes because he was nowhere near Harland, and suddenly he's got his toe on that ball because it's right in line. We're like thinking, oh God, we've. We've conceded here, and it was perfect, perfect ball over the top, perfect by Nunes, and it was going to be, you know, a tap in, and there's Nunes in front of the South Bank, probably giving them because he's being booed, and that one touch won us the game for me. It won it us was the brilliant. game. That that yeah. was defending. They call him uh, Ballon Dawson, don't they? That I mean, that was yeah. That reminded me of like you know the, the in in Maldini or Berezi or, or like um, Bob. He's getting this for tackling Pella. That honestly, there's no better striker than Harden in the world. There's no better striker if he plays eight or nine years in the Premier League. He breaks every single Premier League record because that's how good he is. You know, he's when he plays poorly, he's still scoring goals. So for, for than to do what he did. And, oh, it was unreal. The best central performance on a striker that I've had at Molyneux against just one striker because of, you know, his talent, because of where we were to completely aim. Done against strikers being that striker and, you know, actually give Manny, your internet's flipping out a little bit at this second oh. time. Yeah, um, go go on to it, Nova. The guy's gone. 
you come back you come back there uh yeah oh, i mean okay, yeah you're back now if you wanted to finish <laughs> what you were saying yeah it was just uh, i was just saying um you know i don't think i've seen a performance from a wolf center off against a striker of that caliber in that way ever uh, is uh, the best defensive performance i've ever seen uh, from one single player unbelievable um you know not to give up a clear chance against him at all and not to give him a sniff uh, we've had some good defenders who've played against good strikers but this is the elite name a better striker than harlan in the world you know he'll break every in the book and and um, brilliant absolutely brilliant the way it was set up and they never came out at any point they never broke their plan you know they never broke their plan so brilliant really yeah, I mean, do you agree with that, guys? That that uh, that tackle by uh, by Dawson so early on in the game, you know, we go down to one nil and it's a real up at hill task. I mean, it was it was a brilliant tackle, a brilliant interception, <laughs> and um, it wasn't long after that that we saw Pedro Neto, you know, doing Pedro Neto things, get, getting the nitros on. Uh, he had no right really to go that far. And then surge into the area, and yeah, we had a bit of luck, but boy, did we hear that luck! And you've got to give credit, I think, um, I've mentioned earlier to Matthias Nunes, uh, not Matthias Nunes, Matthias Kuna, the Matthias Kuna, who was surging into the six yard box, sliding in for to try and tap it in. Um, because if he's not going in there, the, it, it doesn't, it, it puts the pressure on the defender to make the block to stop it, and we got a bit of luck, and it you know, it flies into the back of the net. and how many times this year has luck gone against us and it went for us? And from that moment on, you know, City was shell-shocked for a bit. Yeah, they kept coming. But, you know, what what a moment for uh, for the whole of Molyneux that was. 100%. It's about time a bit of luck went our way, to be honest. But a few rough games and a few poor decisions going against us. So, finally get a goal is what we deserved, really, more than anything. Yeah, definitely. I think if you look at City, you know, the shiny well-oiled machine you know everything's perfect everything's pristine and you know we just threw a spanner in the works i think the moment they rocked up it was a hostile atmosphere it felt like the old molyneux and um, i mean we're all 23 and you know i know we haven't been watching the, the wolves as long as you guys but you know we've had some amazing times and teams used to fear rolling up at the molyneux and it felt like that you know every corner of the stand was filled in with the voices and the boos and it was just it was so good to feel that buzz again. And um, I just I just don't think they could handle it. And I was worried because we were at the Liverpool game and I was like, oh God, here we go again. You know, yes, when, the, when, the free, when the free kick goes in. Yeah. You yeah. know, we, we always, you know, I, I think under Nuno, we were, we were very good. At, you know, if we conceded, we'd get back in the game and we always had it in the back of the minds. We'll, we'll go on to win this. But in recent years, if you know, we've had a bit of a soft underbelly, whereas if we concede, you struggle to see Wolves coming back. And I think, you know, Neto really sort of just led the team out there and, you know, we we really clawed it back and it was just so good to see Wolves, you know, not... You know, you know sorry, this was why it was more than one game. This is more yeah. than one. It's not just one game because we'd lost 3-1 and 4-1 at two yeah. previous home games. We were expecting City to team rollerous. Suddenly you lost first three games all heavily and then you've got Villa, you know, so this yeah. is so crucial. This is like got the atmosphere back. We've stumbled upon a system, five at the back, um, yeah. by default, because that's what he switched to at Luton. 
after going down to 10 men. You know, so he stumbled on that. So there were so many things that we found out in that game that we didn't know. We've got, forget Ollie Watkins, forget him. He's only scored four goals in the Premier League. Huang scored more in more go- games in the Premier League than Ollie Watkins because he scored one goal in four different games. Um, uh, Ollie Watkins has only scored in two Premier League games. So don't fear the others. We've actually got some players that have suddenly, out of the, for me, out of the blue, because I didn't think enough under this man. But to do what they did, so that's our way forward. That's our blues. The way we should play, regardless of who we play. Don't even think about oh, United. Let's play differently. You know, we should stick to our belief. Have a system. Nuno never ever went out of shape, did he? Um, I back for in just two years. Whoever came in fit the system, and every layer under twenty ones academy, everyone played the same system, regardless. And I think now we see the way we played there. We shouldn't get ahead of ourselves and think, oh, it's Bournemouth. Can we play with four at the back or an extra midfielder? No, because it never worked. It hasn't worked for since he left. Four at the back has not worked. We haven't got the players. We haven't got the fallbacks. All our fallbacks look a bit dodgy. So like world beaters because of cover at the back. So made, you know, into right. a tea. Stay back. Sorry. I think I, yeah, um, I think what you're trying to say, I think what you're trying to say, Manny, um, there is like it's kind of like we've gone back to our DNA. Um yeah. and, and the DNA that we were so familiar with playing. I mean, I know they changed the four at the back because they brought in large because they wanted to score more goals. I mean, it never happened. I think that I think with any team, you need to have an identity. And that was the one thing on um when I was having a right rant, for me a rant, after the Itchwich game, and it wasn't the as I said, it wasn't the fact that we lost to Itchwich, um, because Itchwich I think were favourites before we went to the game anyway, because they're at home and in good form in the run we were on, and ten change. It was the fact that we were winning two 0 in control of the game, and as we as I said earlier, as we capitulated against Liverpool, we capitulated against um, Luton uh, for a bit. We capitulated against Palace. We did it, you know. We did it against Ipswich, and I was so frustrated of like us playing well, getting in front, and then losing it. And against City, we didn't. And I think it's because the belief was in the squad, and we like what you say, Manny. We have our players fit that system so well because the fullbacks have got the extra ability, like we saw Samedo do. That ball yeah. from Kilman and Samedo can get up there, but you've still got your four at the back when he goes. Um, yeah. he, he went and crossed the ball, and that suits us because we've got that extra protection. I thought we've got to give a shout out as well to to uh, Lamina and Gomez because no one's really mentioned Lamina or Gomez. They were yeah. like two in midfield, and they ran their socks off. Gomez was fantastic. You know, he's got you know he put he, he's so fully committed. Uh, all the way, and like what you said, Totti Gomez, he never lets you down. And even the subs that came up, I mean, we've talked about Bubakar Traore when he's come on recently. Yeah, Fabio, mate, even Fabio for five minutes, um, yeah. if he put Slasser on, it would have our style of play. He put the right player, it kept the three runners up top, 
So Fabio still carried doing what the other two were doing to keep the same shape. So that was crucial. It was like, we're not going to change from what's working. Yes, we're going to change the players, but we're not going to change the way we're playing. So he bought on player to he bought on Johnny, he bought on he in the same force and that was really, really crucial because that when you make changes previous games like sort of maybe got it wrong and it's like we've gone backwards. Every single game at half time we've been leading or been in front apart from uh Brighton where we missed a lot of them uh, you know chance that we've been in every game suddenly We've um, uh, struggled, you know, second half. So to com- actually complete and properly manage the game, and also, you know, um, I think it's it's not just another. It's not like the Everton win. It's not like beating Brighton or Bournemouth. This is Man City. This is like a new system. Belief, the players, the confidence. You imagine that you're a player and you just beat City, and you're going into training on Monday. Oh, you are gonna be flying. You're gonna be flying. Those kids are, you know, the people who've played well. Totti Gomez is gonna be walking through walls in training. He won't. He can't wait for Ollie Watkins because of the way. If they'd been hammered three or four nil, they would have been heads down. Oh no, what, what's going to happen the weekend? So um, we've got to we've got to take this on now. We've got to take this on and, uh, and keep it going. Uh, guys, do you agree with that? I mean, like what Manny says now, I mean, it's, it's a win. It's a great win. It's a massive win. Uh, does he stick with the uh, with his formation for the Villa game? Will you want him to see him stick with the same formation, go again? Um, because they played the, the system so well, they understood it, they executed it. Villa are going to come, they're going to, you know, they're, they're going to be full of confidence. But I think that's a good thing for us because we're not going to take them lightly. It's a, it's it's also a Midlands derby. There's extra pressure on them. The Villa fans are going to be put the expectation on to beat Wolves at Molyneux. Could play into our favour a little bit. What do you think? I completely agree. I mean, we've, we've just beaten Man City, the, the best team in the world on paper. Why change it? We're compact. We've got Dawson and Kilman. I thought, you know, going back to Dawson, his leadership, you know, constantly talking, doing what Cody used to do, you know, organising everyone. You've got the... You know, the midfield now of Lamina and Gomez breaking up the play. And then we've got the creative outlets of, you know, Neto back to where he used to be. And we've got that attacking threat with the defence. And I think, you know, I really think we can we can do what we, we usually do against Villa when we're, we're on form. And, and that's, you know, create some real damage, but stay compact at the same time. So I would be definitely one to, you know, stick to what we, we did so well at the weekend. Um, you know, make sure the fans are going to be so important again to do what they did um, against City because to me that was made such a difference. Get behind the manager now and and really use this as momentum moving forwards. Um, yeah, Kieran. I mean, yeah, you, it's not just about the, it's not just about the um, the players and the manager. Us as fans have got to turn up and do the same again as well, haven't we? Hundred percent. Got to get behind the team. You know, home away, doesn't matter. Got to keep backing them, no matter the results, and just hopefully we get through to the end of the season with a good position in the league. And you got anything to add there? Yeah, I think um, you did a really good piece with the uh, the Bournemouth fan before uh, Anil came to the club, and he, he said, you know, he's he's frustrating, he's a tinkerer, you know, he changes things, and I think, you know, he has been tinkering a long time, but I think, you know, he's got it right now. You know, I'd like to see, I'd like to see Sasha, you know, 
get on the pitch as well. I don't know if he's injured at the moment, but I think he can make an impact. And we've just got to believe, you know, what what more does that team have to do now to get, you know, we just beat City. You know, we really should be trying to build. It's a big confidence boost going into the next Big game. confidence boost, get the momentum. And I think with a few more goals, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully, you know, be on the other side of the table and you're not dreading watching match of the day. You're not dreading going to the ground. But I think the pa- the fans are a huge part of, our club and we need to be as loud as possible you know hopefully the good days are coming back absolutely Manny as well when you look at the other results as well I mean we did um, only draw to uh, loot in the end but we had 10 men and then they've gone and beaten Everton at Goodison <laughs> the following week you know yeah. they're going to pick yeah. up results you know and with seven points is like somebody said is what we probably expect but the thing is you know I wasn't convinced by O'Neill, I, I, and he's totally and utterly shocked me. Yes, he shocked me, and I have to hold my hands up. And but um, it has to carry on. But what a way to carry on! Because, like, like I said, if we'd have beaten Forest two-one, then we still would have been sat in here, in here, thinking we've got Villa next. We're thinking we've got Villa next. We can do the same, you know, because of who we've beaten, you know. And so it's um. Uh, some, uh, I think it's just a big thing, a big for him, for uh, Gary O'Neill as well. For Gary O'Neill as well, that's you know he where he found uh, Newman's old notebook in the in the cupboard somewhere, or whatever <laughs> happened in the last oh, few God. days. I don't care what happened, and whether he, whether he got on the phone to Nuno and said, "How did you make this bloody team play?" You know, I don't care if he's got to carry on this same way. Got to. Because this is the only way we've looked any good this season, you know. And um, every player, like every player, knew what they were doing. And we've had so many matches where we looked at players and thought, "Why? Who's playing where? Where's? Why's he gone there? What? You know, we've been confused." And um, the two at the back have looked disjointed. The full backs have looked comfortable, um, uh, like sort of going forward, but then they can't defend. The midfielders seem to be overrun. We've got no attacking threat in midfield. Is Cunha a striker? This the five at the back, the way it plays in the front, is just like round pegs in round holes. So he, I stumbled onto it personally. But if he carries it on, then he deserves, you know, full full credit. But he has to carry it on, and that's the thing. Consistency. That's the only thing that will keep us in in the league and get us the wins. So. Absolutely. Answer to El Slugger, any news on when the LA Wolves documentary is coming out? Absolutely can tell you within the next couple of weeks. Uh, uh, watch out for that because that's uh, the, that's uh, going to be imminently coming out, shall I say, uh, I think in about nine, ten days' time. Uh, Manny, uh, man of the match, performance rating, highlights of the match. Yeah, so, the, you know, the moment of the game itself was the Dawson lock, the Dawson tickle off the ball, which won us the game because it just, they they have scored that early. Oh man, I think Molyneux, the booze would have dropped on us because it would have set up a goal for them, you know. Uh, so that was crucial. Um, my man of the match, easy to go for Dawson because he's sensational, easy to netto, but he, Cham, wow. Remember the name because Pep forgot and little thing like that, even when he's watching it, you know, if we're watching something and someone's talking about something that we've done, it's like these three guys. Someone's talking about these three guys and, and they said, the first two said, oh, and the drummer. 
you know, the drummer will fail. Uh, what about me, mate? What about me? Well, no one's mentioned me. So, you know, I'm sure Huang was the quip and goes, oh, okay. And like I tweeted out the day, I just hope he's then you can show his, show his, you know, and it was perfect my man of the match. He, you know, he's a scorer, he's, he's, he's up in the charts, he can finish the ball. He's had so much abuse, even from our fans, like vitriolic, horrific, disgusting, dirty abuse, you know, in some games that was, oh man, I don't want to even talk about it when I think people called him. And for him to come back from that and um, play like the way he is, um, yeah, tell is like a prop, good model country the kids and his fans love him so he's my man of the match and he's my sort of player of the year so far and um yeah um out of 10, 10, 10. giving it a 10 it, that's not eight eight enough is it sorry it's 10, ten uh, it has to be 10 mate. yeah absolutely absolutely okay uh okay you guys we're gonna go um left to right we're going to do, um, first of all, each one of you's uh, performance rating. So, Tom, go for you first and then move across. I'd I go 10 again. You know, we've just beaten Man City. Um, and I just have to echo Manny. I thought Huang was just fantastic. I think he was in the right place at the right time. He yeah, majorly contributed to the goals. So, got goals. Yeah, so Huang for me. That's your yeah. man of the match, yeah. yeah. Uh, performance rating and uh, man of the match, Kieran. Uh, I'd probably say nine point five. Just beating Man City. There's always room for improvement, isn't there? <laughs> um, I said nine point five as well. So you know, a try went. Uh, but yeah, uh, player of the match, I'd probably go Dawson. I don't think it's really been spoken about, but he also had a clearance off the line in the second half. Yeah, yeah, he did just before the goal. Kind of go the old days. That was. No, like he doesn't make that, then you know the game could go the other way. So I think he just really echoed a really mature performance uh, from a centre back and really helped the team just settle into the game and make sure that we got over the line in the end. So I'd definitely go with Dawson today. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ten, uh, just because we've beaten the champions <laughs> and probably one of the best yeah, football well. teams. Um, it's really hard. I think Lamine is a Rolls Royce and he's a great person to build a team around. Dawson, incredible game. Samedo, if he didn't make that run, we wouldn't have had the goal. But I'm going to give it to Pedro Neto because he was the one that lit the powder keg of the Molyneux. And without him, I don't know if we would have won that game. Good answers. And finally, for this section, um, we have got the, the Villa and the quiz and uh, to come yet. But uh, finally, uh, moment or highlight of the day, starting with you again, Tom. Could be anything. Could be having a burger at half-time or a pie. The the highlight for me, it, it's a small thing, but seeing Matt Hobbs hug all the players as they came off the pitch, that was just, it, it was so nice to see the togetherness and how much it means to everyone. Um, and I just thought that was a really, really special moment and you could see how much it meant. Um, so for me, that was my highlight of the day, just seeing how happy everyone was. Because let's be honest, we haven't seen much of that really <laughs> the last time. Oh. Hobbs, uh, Hobbs is the man that's appointed Gary O'Neill. So, like, it, it's, there's pressure on him as well, as well as Gary, because, like, he, obviously it's his appointment. So, uh, I guess he was very happy, <laughs> like we all were. Good shout, Kieran. I'd just say it's the fans' camaraderie. I think 
at times this season, it's been really difficult to get the atmosphere built in that stadium just because of results and the way the team's been playing. But I feel like we really showed an identity on Saturday. And I think the fans really bought into it and got behind the team. And it felt like the old modern new rocking of like 2019 kind of times when we just got promoted and was really buzzing around the same. It felt very similar to back then. So I'd just say the fans and, you know, what have built in the atmosphere to win that game. So I'll go with that. Fantastic. And finally, your moment or highlights? Well, it was actually my mum's birthday on the day of the game. And um, to be honest with you, when that first goal went in, she was like, right, that's it. Birthday completed. <laughs> Doesn't matter what happens now. Uh, we just Man City. Um, but to be honest with you, just just the winning feeling and seeing... Have you seen that photo of Lamina on Instagram, his face at the end, when he knows we've won? Um, I think I think just the passion, just the passion. You know, okay. it's it's why we do it as football fans. It's why we go to the games. You know, it's to see everyone and to be hugging strangers. You know, next to you, you know, it's just it's it's tribal. You know, everyone loves it, and that's what football's about. So yeah, for me, just the overall feeling of the day. Fantastic, Manny uh, Villa next week. Your thoughts and score prediction? It, it almost play it, like it's the third half. You know. It, like you, we've had a team talk now and then you go back exactly the same show, exactly the same players, providing they're all fit in the same way, the same methods, same mould to frustrate, contain and then hit them with our pace. Um, we're not, I don't think we're a possession side every time we've tried possession. It hasn't worked. So I think we're so clear, soak it up, make it frustrate and then bang, you know, with our pace and our talent. So I'm going to go 1 0, but I'll be over the moon, even with point. I think to get if someone gave you four points out of Villa and Man City, you'd be thinking, yeah, so you're drinking something there, mate, you know. So, um, <laughs> I'd be over the moon with a point, and I think, um, uh, that would that would still be progression. A point would still be progression, a good performance, and even if we lose, I think we've got to stay this way for me, absolutely. Okay, Tom, we're going to go left to right again. Uh, thoughts and score prediction for Villa. Let's see what you to see what you guys say for this one. I'm I'm going to go go with my heart and say again two one Wolves with another uh, well Pedro Neto goal and I think Wang as well. I think yeah they're starting to hit hit really good form now. Um, so that's what I'm going to go with. Fantastic, we'll take that, Kieran. Yeah, I mean they've just come off the back of a six one win against a really good Brighton team, uh, but. I think they've got Europe in the week as well. Could lead to some tired legs potentially. So we can hit him with our pace and really start to attack them. You know, anything's possible. So I'd probably say, I'm going to say 2 1. I feel like they'll score, but I think we've got enough in the tank up front to. Are we going to make it a clean sheet? Oh, I don't think so. I think it's a um, I'm going to go 2 1. Um, I could see us potentially nicking it 1 0, but I'm going to get, I'm going to lock in 2 1. I think Kuna, I think he needs he needs a goal. So I'm crossing He's my fingers for that. Fantastic. Now, guys, just before we get on to the quiz, we're on 31,596 subscribers. <laughs> There's 300 of you watching, still watching the show live. So smash the like and get us four of you subscribed. We're up to 31,600. So come on, get us over the line. Uh, if you're enjoying the content and it means you can talk in the chat right then it's quiz time um we are going to go with the boys first manny we'll leave you till last and oh, this is man. um right so 
Nuno Espirito Santo. Tom, oh dear. to you first. What was the last club that Nuno managed? Don't shout out in the chat, by the way, unless they say phone a friend. Um, <laughs> you know, you'll get your question in a second. What was uh, the last club that Nuno managed before taking over as Wolves manager? Was his Aves or Avis, Porto Deportivo or Villarreal? Aves Porto Deportivo or Villarreal? Tom, can you say the names again? Sorry, Ave. A-V-E-S. Yeah. Porto, Deportivo or Villarreal? I've had a complete mind, but I know this. Um, not helping you. <laughs> not helping you. Porto. Are you no. sure you want to lock in Porto? No, I don't. <laughs> my my <laughs> mind. Aves, Porto, Deportivo or Villarreal? What are you going to lock in? Deportivo. So you're changing your mind from Porto to Deportivo. Are you going to lock in Porto or Deportivo? Just tell me which one you're locking in and then it's your answer. <laughs> you're making him sweat now. You're making him sweat. Go on. I've got to go to bed. <laughs> what are you going with? Stick with Porto. You're going for Porto now or Deportivo? Porto. Porto, just leave it as Porto. I'm, I'm... You, you're locking it in? Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Chris Tarrant. And that's the correct answer. Well done. Well done. We really well. Um, Kieran, Wolves um, gained promotion to the Premier League in Nuno's first season as manager. How many years had they been absent from the top flight of English football? Four, six, eight, or ten? Six. You're going for six. Are you sure you're locking that in? Yeah, I'll lock it in. He Correct. Knows. So well done. Well done. Right then. Pressure on. <laughs> right then. Pressure on. Wolves played in the Europa League in the 2019 2020 season. It was their first European campaign since when? 71, 72, 73, 74, 74, 75, or 1980, 81? That's an evil question. 71, 72, 73, 74, 74, 75, or 80, 81? 73. That one, I'm guessing 73. You're going for 73, 74. Answer B, are you locking that in? Are you sure? I have no idea. Shall we ask the audience? Shall we get the crowd involved? Right, yeah. the audience. He's chickened out there. He's chickened we're out. The, we're asking the audience. He's chickened out. What do you think? And then you can see we can put in all the we'll put all the answers up here, and then you can decide. I know. I know. <laughs> um, if there's any more coming up in a second, um, eighties was a good time. 8081, I'd go for, mate. No, no, no. Correct answer. So you've used your ask the audience. We'll have to do the phone a friend and stuff. This could be quite. It's PSV Eindhoven at 8081, last ever European game. Okay, so. Right then. So. Who's this for me? This is for you, Manny. Oh, Who did Nuno take over as manager of, uh, from 
take over from as manager of Wolves? Terry Connor, Walter Zenga, Paul Lambert or Kenny Jackett? That was, um, uh, we had that many, bloody hell, that was um, Lambert, wasn't it? Paul Lambert, yeah. You're locking it in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a clean, it's a clean sweep. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, but if you remember, Lana says Wolves were League Cup winners in 1980. Hence the uh, the European. And they're going to Europe. European Now, Nova Bloom, um, have you got any uh, local gigs coming up and what type of music do you play? So we play indie rock, anyone that likes the Arctic Monkeys, Kasabian, Kings Leon. Um, that sort of vibe. That's that's all the music we sort of lean towards. Yeah, um, to be honest with you, we've just been just come back from the studio in Liverpool, um, and we've got a new track that's coming out very soon. Um, we haven't got anything booked in at the moment, um, but we are hoping to get a local residency fairly soon. Um, we play pretty much every venue in Wolverhampton and Birmingham, yeah. um, but we will be back soon. Best place to keep an eye out for gigs: our Instagram. Nova Bloom underscore official and uh, Spotify, which is just Nova Bloom. And yeah, as soon as we get a confirmed date, we'll uh, we'll let you know. Have to get you down, Dave. Now, the, the question I do want to ask, um, two things, really. Me, Manny and Co, right? You know, if you eventually play at the O2... <laughs> you're there. Oh, you're going to get us there, front row. Front row VIP. Fantastic. Right. Do we get, um, are we going to get a little harmonies before we go? Oh, God, no. <laughs> you, you, you could be playing at the O2 in front of like, you know, 30,000. Come on. Give us right, a little. This is more pressure. I'm sure this is more pressure than an O2 gig. <laughs> if you want to hear the beautiful harmonies of Nova Bloom, just go onto the Spotify right now <laughs> there we go. and uh, yeah. fill, fill your boots that way. You know what, guys? I'm gonna need. I, I think. Um, I sh I think I think you mentioned this to before. I can put a couple of tracks on my on my match vlogs, can't I? Yeah, mate, go for it. Um, yeah, got... and um, I'll, we'll have to like sort that out. You want to knock on the door of them uh, wolves and get on with Wolves Records? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, have you? Have they been in touch with you, Wolves Records? Not, no. To be honest with you, there have been like little murmurings and stuff like that, but no. Um, Very hard to sort of break through, to be honest. But keep keep knocking, you know. Okay, what's keep your ultimate aspiration, boys? I mean, what, I mean, if like, if, you know, obviously Wolves winning the Premier League, the FA Cup, and all of that, Wolves-wise, like we all dream. But like, what's your ultimate dream for you guys as a band, as a group? always one answer we go to yeah probably glastonbury isn't it yeah glaster and to, to you know to make a living we've all got you know individual jobs but to, to make a you know a living out of, out of playing live and to tour um and yeah you know the only way to make that happen is to get people listening so um yeah have a listen um but yeah we, honestly like you know people play football people have hobbies when we play live when we plug into our amps and he gets behind a drum kit that is the best feeling in the world for us. And if we could do that, yeah, I've been watching more with Big Man City. Um, but, you know, if we could do that every night, that would just be surreal. I think my dream, and I think us as a collective as well, like to be able to, to play at Molyneux would be the ultimate. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Like when, when uh, Leicester won the league, what could say? I'll have another, I'll have a chat with Russell next time I see him because, like, <laughs> you know, I, I do. But I, do seem sometimes I'll put you know because you are good you are a good bunch of uh, lads it'd be fantastic to play uh, uh, to play at Molyneux you've had a few people I think have just said they're following you on uh, 
on Thank Spotify as well. Man, when is it? When is it, Dave? You have like Wolves fans who are talented and musicians. Wolves fans, there's thirty thousand people, man. They get on there because they're quite right. The more follows and the more listens, the more views. Then companies actually think, oh, we we want a bit of these because they're growing a, a following, you know, without any backing. So, um, yeah, definitely, people um, uh, find them, follow them. YouTube, whatever you're on, Spotify, just follow them, subscribe because it have you got, have you got, have you got YouTube stuff as yeah. well? Videos, yeah, we, we dabbled in a little bit of YouTube, it's not our main thing. I'd say, so even if it's audio on there, you know, it's another place where yeah. people listen to, well, to I'll, you. I'll try and get some tracks on my match vlogs as well, so we can get some of that going as well. Then we can put the Spotify links on there for you as well. So that's all. You know, absolutely. You're all we welcome to Smosa Saturday if you've got a portable speaker and you want to put it next to the stall and blast yeah. your tracks. Not a problem. You know, so a lot of people come. Money talk about Smosa Saturday because that's coming up soon again, isn't it? Yeah, you know what? I was dreading it because I thought if we get thrashed against bloody Man City and then we got Villa and then it's Smosa Saturday in Newcastle, we'll have like no manager. Everyone's going to have their heads bowed and I'm going to try to get rid of these Smosas. So, you know, uh, we're on a high. So, yeah. Um, October 28th, 5.30 kickoff. So it'll be dark and a little bit misty probably October, just before Halloween. So, yeah, man. So I know the fans will come out and um, they'll do their utmost. Yesterday, I had, believe it or not, Dave, yesterday I had over 300 quid just given to me because of the walk to, to Newcastle next week. So fans are unbelievable. Um, thank thank them very much for what they do, and, and it's going to be a great. It's always a great event. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to it. It's our twentieth one, and the fifth fifth anniversary. And Chris Humphries is still after the peeless samosa, and my peas are not going to come out of my samosa. I'm not changing my formation for Chris Humphries or nobody. <laughs> Uh, one final, one final thing. Uh, I did mention it earlier. We're doing uh, Manny's um, part of the uh, the Always Wolves uh, seven aside squad uh, that we've got going, which is taking place uh, Sunday the fifteenth of October at the Compton Training Ground. Um, you know, I'd really implore you to, uh, if you've got a little bit of thing, please donate. Uh, it's raising money for a good cause. It's a bit of fun. We've got Wolf Whistle, Wolf Pack, Wolf Staff, Wolves Foundation, Wolves Fancast, the 77 Club, the boys from Talking Wolves, and ourselves all. Uh, we've got two, basically it's two groups of four um, playing each other, round robin, semi finals, final, um, raising money and awareness. Uh, we'll hopefully, a bit of content to come out of it uh, for the Wolves Foundation. So, it's you know we're trying to do something positive and coming together just needs your support we have got uh, availability it's five pound for a ticket uh to go uh to watch there is limited availability you want to go let us know or put donation of five pound on the thing and then get in touch the links uh below it's going to be a good day it's going to be running from about four o'clock on the sunday in in the dome at compton uh, we'd love to see some of you there and hopefully you can support us and we'll have a bit of fun. Uh, from Manny um, and all the guys at Nova Bloom, you enjoyed your debut, mate? Amazing. You know what? I was glad with your scores, man. Tens out of ten and nine and a half. Yeah, a little bit iffy, but ten out of ten, you know, because that was a... I mean, what were they smoking? Eight out of ten, the previous ones. And what are they expecting? So well done, lads. Well done. Thank you. It's just um, so good to be on 
on the show that we listen to every week. It's, it's mega. So thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, no, right. And like, you'll come on again? Yeah, 100%. Fantastic. And listen out because we will get some of their music on the match vlog. So I'm going to sort that out because uh, I always like some nice tracks. It'd be good to have a couple of your tracks on. As long as you're okay with us doing it, we'll put yes, it on. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Dan, I don't know if it'll be streamed, uh, the match. There will be some content coming out of it, but we'll let you uh, let you know on that. But as I say, try and support it if you can. There's going to be more news about that coming out in the next few days as well. So uh, from myself and all of the guests, it's been an epic night. We've over two hours, 20 minutes. It's a, a big, long podcast. Past my bedtime. We're happy for once. Um, we've got a smile on our face. We've got belief in our hearts. We've got Villa next week. We can do it again. Why not? Five at the back. Bring it Pace on. And attack. Bring it on. We're Wolverhampton. We're on our way back. We're on oh, our there way you go. back. He can, he can sing. <laughs> <laughs> he can sing. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Good night, bless everyone. God bless. Next coming on. <laughs> Cheers. See ya. See you later. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.